Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com, and you can watch the show. And be a part of the show by chiming in on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you like Pirate Radio on Facebook and also subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Got a lot of great videos there, including this show and the Brian Bailey Show live and on demand. Whenever you want to watch it, you can uh, check it out now and chime in to today's proceedings. As uh, We got a huge show on tap for this Monday coming up in about 30 minutes. The man of the hour, the man of the week, C.J. Mayhew. What a performance on Friday night. One of the best pitching performances in East Carolina baseball history. Through nine no-hit innings, didn't get a decision, but the Pirates got the win. We'll talk all about that with C.J. Mayhew and Zach Agnos coming up at 3.30 at 4 o'clock. Ryder Giles will join us as he pitched the Pirates to victory on Saturday. And then Bryson Worrell joins us at 4.30, helping the Pirates get the sweep on Sunday. So East Carolina coming off a sweep. We'll talk to the guys inside the Delcor Players Lounge coming up between 3.30 and 5 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, we'll switch gears and talk Pirate football with the head football coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston. He'll be here coming up at the uh, in hour number 3, 5 o'clock on today's program. Before we get there, let me welcome in Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer in studio for some reason. Troy D is also here. Hello, everyone. Good to see you, Cliff. How are you? I'm great. I'm in here for some reason. Uh, he's the assistant commissioner. He's not some reason. He, uh, you should respect him, sir. Welcome. Thank you. What's up, Clipper? Hey, Chandler. So, Friday, Troy D. Let's get the little, uh, what do they call the elephant in the room. Yeah. Let's go ahead and bring it in the room and dance it around. It's and already in the room. Ride it. <laughs> we might need to kill this elephant. All right, here's the deal. All, this is unbelievable. <clears throat> Last year, we had a dispute in the NCAA March Madness pool we had. You guys did a, a neat little Masters pool. There was a dispute there. I said, you know what? This year, we'll do a Kentucky Derby pool. Should be easy enough. How could it go wrong? We'll take it over so there'll be no dispute. It'll be nice and clean. <laughs> and yet controversy follows us again, Clip Rock. At every turn, every time we just try and do a fun little pool, there's always controversy, always drama. I'm beginning to think this stuff is scripted. We couldn't script it. I know, you can't. You can't make this up. We didn't script our number one of Friday show no. where Mully was in, out, I had in, no, out again. I had no idea he was going to call in. Chandler got fired as a associate Wasn't planned. Correct. 
Shirley was in, out, in, out of the pool four different times. Yeah. CJ got hired Promoted. as the assistant commissioner. Great job, CJ, by you, by the way. I really uh, appreciate your leadership during these troubled times. Thank it took you. us 45 minutes to draw the horses, and still we have controversy after the Kentucky Derby. Well, what I got to tell you before we get into our pool dispute, what an amazing Kentucky Derby. This is one of the, like a lot of the Kentucky Derbies you don't really remember. I think 20 years from now, You'll remember the damn horse, 80-1, to one, Rich Strike, coming out of nowhere. Wasn't even supposed to be in the Derby, which is a fact. When we did the pool and we draw, when we did the drawings for what horse you get on Friday afternoon, this horse wasn't even in the race. It was a late ad because the 20 horse scratched, which was your horse clip, which unfortunately left you with three horses. Uh, so nobody had Rich Strike in. So it's it's unbelievable that this could even happen, but I think this is something that people, even if you don't follow horse racing, will always remember. So nobody won the pool. Is that correct? So here's the situation as uh, as commissioner. I did clearly state on Friday, if your horse scratches, that, that you're just out of that horse, that you don't get a replacement horse. Um, nobody did have horse number 21 which was rich strike um now where we did, maybe didn't clarify and i didn't go back and listen to the entire show you didn't um, go back and listen to any of it you well, sent your i have an assistant commissioner that, that you didn't does listen great to any job. Of this is why we have assistant commissioners and thank you cj for your wonderful job again that you've done you're welcome um I'm not sure if we clear like now in our NASCAR pool, we each have five drivers. If one of our drivers doesn't win, we go to whoever, whichever driver finished the highest. So it pays out each week. I'm not so sure we clarified that, even though I think that it, now if we went with that method, then my horse, which was number three epicenter, came in second. I had out of all the horses that we drew, mine finished highest, which was second. That is a fact, correct, CJ? That is a fact. Um, so I, I did have the highest finishing horse. But I think as a show of goodwill to you guys, since that horse did not come in first place, which really was kind of the way we had it set up, since we didn't clarify what happens if a, you know. You keep saying uh, we. You're the commissioner. I did say if we, I don't know if we clear, if I clarified Thank you. what happens if a horse gets added late and that horse wins and no one has that horse, do we then go to the next highest? I thought it was brought up somewhere in the show. It was brought up by me if we had six people in the pool, there would be two horses left out, and at that point, you would go to the next But since we didn't clarify in this situation, as commissioner, I was going to rule that this, just like the horse 20 scratch, that no one technically won this outright, and no one has to pay me, even though I finished at number the highest of any horses that we pulled that uh everybody keeps their money that this is a draw as as far as our pool is concerned troy that that is very noble of you that is a very commendable thing for you to do thank you cj it would be easy to say no my finished horse finished the highest you guys all owe me money to say that but i'm not i don't want to do that and i want to take the high road on this and i just want to say you know what you know technically my horse didn't, even though Epicenter should have won the race, but didn't win the race. Why wow, should have? What do you mean? Yeah, if it was a little bit damn faster, it would have. <laughs> so would my horse. Yeah. Which my horse did win because I had stall 20. You, you did not have stall 20. You had horse 20. You I, had horse I, Ethel Road. I would like to present exhibit you had horse A. Ethel here we go. Road. No. I would like uh, to present. Rich Strike was 21. 
I would like to present clearly twenty one, and I can show you all the photos. Here we go, Shirley. Can I please present Exhibit A <laughs> to the court? Thank you. Oh, you want me to do it now? I would love to. Oh, okay. That was sorry, the setup sorry. for it. Okay, here we go. So there's twenty horses set up to be in the Derby. Uh, we always draw for the stall location, so it's like a blind draw, and we'll, there's numbers one through twenty. We'll draw those numbers in a rotation. And whatever number you get, so if you get number four, you get the horse that's in stall four. Clip. Yep. So it, since there's five of us, if my math is correct, we'll all end up with four numbers. Good math. So then you'll have four horses. Whoever horse wins, it's winner take all. You said whatever horse is in that stall. No, well, it, that stall. You mean no, you're arguing with what you said. No, you had horse 20. I had stall 20. Right, well, I, here's the deal. Shirley, I'd like to present uh, the next piece of evidence to the court, please. If, All right, so here's the deal. If a horse scratches, once again, just to be clear, that's you just lose that horse at this point. You get the post. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I've got post four. There's well, no horse in the post. Who's got post four? All right, so Shirley has post four. Summer is tomorrow. If summer is tomorrow, scratches or doesn't run, you just lose that horse. Then you're down to three. Yeah. Okay. Just want to clarify. Yeah. Don't need want, to get all the rules out there. Yeah. I don't want there to be a now a what, moly situation on Monday. If a horse wins, and then we learn that there's been some funny business, up. I think that needs to be resolved by showtime Monday. What do you mean? Like if the the horse wins Saturday, and there's no dispute. All right, this doesn't but, matter. Yeah. So I clearly said if you your clearly horse said scratches, a lot of things, you're out. The horse. You clearly said yes. stall. Then you, you said you had, scratch. You had post twenty. We're going by like eight different Rich rules. Which strike was put, was <clears throat> labeled twenty one. You don't get the horse that then gets the substitute. What was all the stall talk about a moment ago? And well, I, the the stall goes with the horse because they put it in the same one. That doesn't mean you get that horse. Then you don't get five horses. You had four. One of your horses scratched. That is just the rules of the Kentucky Derby. Now, I thought in, in the olden days, I think in some races, they'll leave that stall empty and they'll you know move a horse down. They only have 20 nowadays, so they fill it in. If the horse number five scratched, they would have put the new horse in the five stall. This it is, doesn't matter. This is just If me. your horse scratches, you're out of that horse. No I, one had Rich Strike. No one had number 21. Clearly, that horse was 21. I showed you the... Uh, video and photo evidence before, and even you agreed that it was 21. It came out of the 20th stall, though. I will say well, that. Well, let me show you the stall pictures. Troy, um, there's only 20 stalls there. Okay. Well, let me show you this real quick, and you tell me what Are you going to show me a 21st stall that they build on <laughs> what, to the track? Uh, let me go to the assistant commissioner. goes to 19, and then what's the number over that uh, last stall? That happens to be a 21. They changed it to 21. Changed the what? The but there's, there's, there's 20 stalls. They changed we the stall number agree. to 21. Can we not agree on that? They changed it to 21. It's like a floor in a hotel that doesn't have 13 floors. <laughs> they go from 12 to 14. They took it away. There is no that, because that 20 horse scratched. That stall became number 21. Wow. That is a fact. I and did not know that. Let's say I have two pencils. One of them breaks, <clears throat> and then I grab another one. Am I holding three pencils? Clip. You did not win the race. <laughs> the only question is. Do you pay me out? No, or do you, keep you already your money? said we don't, so right. that's over with. That's the only question. Yeah, you the, there isn't a question whether horse 21, <laughs> horse 20 did not even run. So the question was, do I win as coming in second place, or do we just say, you know what, everything you've off. already conceded? So now I'm arguing that I won. 
It's not here's, spicy. Here's, By the way, here's how to settle the entire argument. A fight. No. Oh. I'm not paying either one of y'all. The and commissioner the way, has made his ruling, backed up by the assistant commissioner, who that, wanted me to take the win and the money, by the way, and I appreciate that, CJ. But I actually overruled CJ in that and said, nope, we're going to call this a scratch for everybody. Question, by the way. Um, Chandler, Shirley, where were y'all at 2.32 this afternoon? This yeah. afternoon? Yeah, were y'all... I was sitting right here in this right chair. There, right here. Right. CJ, where were you at 2.32 this afternoon? Oh, I was sitting right back in that no, chair. No, you were not. That is a lie. You were not in there. So where were you? Oh, you mean two thirty three when I went to go help Troy get something out of his truck? Yeah, we had some shit. What'd you get out there? We had some shirts we had to get out. Well, what was said during that meeting? It said he said, "Hey, can you come help me get these shirts out of my truck?" And there was nothing else said. No. Well, he said thank you because he's a polite person. Clearly, because yeah. he just decided to not let you guys pay. Did he tell you to uh, agree with him and go along with? What no, he that's says? ridiculous, Clip. Why that's, would you ever say that, Clip? That's blasphemy. That's absolutely ridiculous. Why would you say That's that? That's like saying to Chandler. Chandler. Objection why are, you, why are you smiling? What is so funny? Would you? Did you earlier today when you came back in from that encounter tell me that he told you to go along with what he yes, said? Yes, because we talked about exactly what you were going to say right there. Y'all are not that smart. Who's y'all? Well, Troy especially, but I'm throwing you in there as well. Wow. This is called intimidating a witness. <clears throat> And if your case was so clear-cut, why would you need to go have these back-alley meetings? Nobody had a back-alley meeting. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. I hold both of you in contempt of court. Can we all agree that Troy is no longer a commissioner (laughs) of anything? Yeah, he's not allowed to make any rules (laughs) ever. Yeah. Again. But regardless, even if there was no money on this, the horse that won was 21 it replaced the horse that scratched that was yours. I can't wait to do a World Cup pool this winter. <laughs> now, if it was up to me, I'd have to take Epicenter out back. <laughs> take care of business for letting everybody down. But see, it would have been too easy if Epicenter won, then you just had to all pay me money. That would have been no fun, Clip. That's not the kind of pool we're running. That is not. We jinxed that damn horse once we did this pool. And Mike Mullis, Mike Mullis was right. Kind of. No, the jockeys don't, don't have numbers. Troy, I don't the, know. We, the you, jockeys wear symbols and stuff on the back of their But they jerseys. wear the number. That, that, all, that correlates with the horse number, which correlates with the post number. That is their number. Then then we're talking, if, if that's what he's referring to, then it's the same thing. Mike Mullis really wanted to be here to chastise us all, but had something to do. He'll be on later this week. Well, this is another stupid pool y'all run. <laughs> he, 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 y'all can't get anything right. His delight after the derby, oh, I, I, I called him on the phone. He was just laughing, calling us dumbasses. It was great. Yeah. So, But so if no, you look, but here, he wanted to go by the jockey number. The jockey, half the, most of the jockeys have like symbols, like stars and different things. There aren't really I do jock- want to say this. If that horse doesn't scratch... I mean, then there's no problem here. Correct. This is just like the Max Stokes call. It just, it just, little chance happened. And the reason I didn't run that scenario, because I figured if a horse scratches, they put in some, you know, horse that doesn't even belong, and there's no way that horse can win. But Clip, this is why I say this, and you make fun of me sometimes. Anything's possible. And if we didn't... I make fun of you because... if, If we only learned one thing Saturday at the Kentucky Derby, remember this. Anything's possible we that learned. the longest of long shots the horse that wasn't even in there 24 hours earlier came back got a chance made the most of it 
and made history well, at we, 80 to 1 odds. We learned that from Kevin Garnett in 2008. But Susan says, damn, CJ is sucking up big time. Anthony says, conflict of interest. Trey says, sounds like collusion. I agree. It's all a big well, what I'm just doing a job. I what happened, a job. happened. He didn't he didn't change the outcome of the of the race. The race happened. No one had rich strike. I had the next highest horse. We didn't clarify that it pays out no matter what. So I'm saying no one pay me anything. What's the problem? Yeah, Good. I think that's very fair. I still actually. think that. I think as commissioner, that's very big of me, actually. I have a right. I feel like I have a right to the but crown. Most commissioners only look after themselves. I'm looking after the greater good. A right to what? To the the horse running out of the 20th stall oh, one. That's insane. It was the 21st stall. There's only if <laughs> there's only <laughs> 20 it stalls, got, It got dummy. reclassified. You can't reclassify. No. That 21st there, stall is the 20th if, if stall listen, in the gates. I have a friend, uh, one, of, one of my son's friends that's in eighth grade. He's your friend? Your he's, friend's he's with eighth graders? He's, well, that's a problem. That's <laughs> my son has a friend who's in eighth grade. Should have been in ninth grade. He got held. When I was growing up, it was called held back. He got reclassified. As an that's eighth what grader, they call it. They call it reclassified. Wow, that's dumb. You know what that kid's this year is? An eighth grader. Should he be in ninth grade? Maybe he's not. He's in eighth grade. Should there have been a twentieth? Maybe that horse scratched. They put in a twentieth, twenty-first. It was reclassified as twenty-one. Clip. It wasn't your horse. Your horse was Ethereal Road at twenty. He's a good horse, Clip. That horse didn't run, unfortunately. Which I, I apologize for you. I don't think that horse would have won. I wish that horse did run because then Rich Strike went in a run and Ethereal at Epicenter probably would have won and I would have had the money and we wouldn't be having this conversation. I would have just been playing the clip. Bring me my money! Tell him to bring me my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Tell him to bring me my money. Yeah! So where do we go from here? Anthony Dunn even agreed. He said, I feel like that helps clip 21 reclassified as, as the 20 stall. So 20 went to 21 because it was a different horse. If once again, if it was let's the not five, get out of Dunn. If it was the five horse that scratched, they would have reclassified. He said, that I stall. feel like that helps clip. What do you mean you agree with him? Helps you understand. No, he's it helps my case. Oh, I thought it helps you understand that it was reclassified. No, you don't understand that there's only 20 stalls. You can't just that, start. It got, it got relabeled as 21. I showed you the video evidence on it. If you look at, I have a picture. It shows all the stall numbers, and it goes from 19 then to 21 with that new horse. I know what it says. I'm just saying that yeah. there are literally 20 stalls. Like, literally, the, that you can touch. Yeah, o- openings for horses. Stalls. Right. <laughs> but your horse scratched. They had to re- relabel that one. <laughs> so, it doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter if there's 40 stalls. It really doesn't. Oh, man. Steve says Dr. Randy Parker will be ashamed. I know. Rest in peace. God, he's rolling over his career to to give us a ruling on this. He would offer some great clarity on this. Yeah. And he probably, I guarantee you, I guarantee you he'd agree with me. Tony says he's surprised I'm not angry. Oh, you were very angry earlier. When? Saturday. No, I wasn't. I was, I was, I was, how do you know? I could tell through your uh, text messaging. All I said was, I'm the king of horses. I played the gif of bring me my money, which you just said. That was about it. That did get a laugh out of me. I thought it was funny. Yeah. That's, I, in I fact, think, it's I think that's the sign of danger. I had that ready to go on my Twitter feed, and I purposely held, I was going to do it right before when, when I saw Epicenter was like the lead horse. I almost put it out there early. I was like, I don't want to jinx myself. 
Steve fun. said Clip should be declared the winner. Steve Fuller. Steve. Ah, halftime Steve. Thank you, Steve. Halftime All right, Steve. if everybody's just claiming to be a winner, I'm yeah. a winner. Yeah. You're a winner. You're a winner. You're a winner. Everyone's a winner. So everyone keep their $10. Pay yourself 10 bucks. You're a winner, Chandler. You're a winner, Shirley. You're a winner, CJ. You're a winner, Clip. Mully, you're not a winner. Mully's a loser. So we've got the <laughs> PGA Championship and Preakness coming up. You guys want to do a pool? I you will tell you yeah, I'm but in. let's leave Troy out of it. You know what? I'm in. Well, who's going to be the commissioner? Because let Shirley do it. I, I think we need. I don't know squat about that stuff. Well, That's why I the rest of us. Chandler, you want to step up? Whoa, he just got fired. Uh, Redemption. Here's the thing. I, I'm going to defend Troy here, and I did yes. it earlier. Like suck up. This was. This is a tough break as a commissioner. It was a tough break for Max Stokes, who had to just so happened to call time right before a home run pitch. I mean, this <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen. Right, y'all, y'all are blaming me for <laughs> like this. Is, really this is a controversy right. because this random horse came into the race last second, and sure enough, the damn horse won. Yeah, so well, it screwed up. And we didn't have now. I would here, like to say we had no here, contingency now, plan here for it. Is we, where had no, we, ha- we had no contingency plan for it. Right, Bad he, commissioning. No, here is where I will we take had the a blame problem. for that. There wasn't. You have to be fully prepared. Yes. And in the but, golf pool, we went by the rules that were stated. So really, yes. how, and, how and can that, you blame me? But here, there is no rules. I will take the blame on this blame. because I never foresaw a situation like this, which actually did happen, and that is on me. So we didn't have a contingency for it. So there's no way I could say, well, I'm declared the winner because my horse that we did draw finished the highest out of all the horses we drew. That's not fair to you guys. So I'm saying the whole thing is a scratch. And I think that's fair. And no. I think that is a good way to end N- this Nobody thing. had Rick strike. <laughs> it was, I mean, what the odds of that were like one in a million. That yeah, does anyone really care? Yes, people care. <laughs> a lot of people do. Redbeard said Molly was smart to back out of this disaster. It was his plan all along. Yeah. I think Mully had something to do with this. He might have. That's Mully's horse. <laughs> hey, Bob. Hey, hey, Rich. I had number 21. I knew it was going to be screwed up. <laughs> Every pool y'all do screwed up. We'll uh, talk to Mully later this week. Oh, God. Maybe be... he should be the commissioner of our next pool. What? He No. I mean, why not? CJ, what do you what do you yeah, what, about what, everything? What, wait, you're what? just a giant ass kisser. Like, Hold on, what, Mo- yeah, what, what, slow, slow your roll. Molly, First of all, Molly, why, did CJ, why do you react like that? Yeah, Molly didn't even play in this last one because you didn't like the rules that he presented. He, the last one, the only reason there was any debate was because Molly picked apart your rules. Want him bitch? You want him it. back? Again, we, we need a strong. You need what? A what strong you, commissioner. No. Well, well, I would say CJ stepped up in, in in short notice without even me prepping him to say, "Hey, I might need that." It immediately said yes without question. When Chandler unfortunately was falling to pieces after being affected by Molly, kiss he ass. Let, he let Molly. No, I no, I wasn't. Him. I wasn't affected by Molly. <laughs> Molly, I, I, I could have given a damn about Molly. I mean, so, the thing is, is that it took forty five minutes to pick horses just for none of us to win. 
These things happen. This is why you call it gambling. Jeez. <laughs> we gambled and we lost. And, and you know what? Is I will stand anyway. by it. more of a push. That really. was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was more of a foretelling. <laughs> was it not hey, a disaster? Now, now I will say it has been a disaster. I did have Back a vision. Then it was not. I did have a vision on yeah. Friday like something's going to come You're like Miss Cleo. <laughs> and was it, it. was it not a disaster Plus, when Molly came and dumped $10 worth of pennies? Down here on the table. Yeah, that was, was that not a disaster. That was kind of a jerk move. I, I tell you what, I was very excited to see Rich Strike win the other day because of just the the storyline of it. Taylor. And then I went and said, "Wait a minute, we've got an issue on our so, hands with this damn pool." We had a long group text going. Uh, Troy oh claiming victory, God. me claiming victory, and you sent me like a text just to me, and you just said, "Oh boy, right, here we go, <laughs> here we go again." It, it really is unbelievable that this scenario could happen after we joked about how we won't let this happen again. We had the most like we, confidence that everything was going to be we great. We truly had a clean... If every horse ran, it was a very clean pool. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was white and black. But unbeknownst to us, it turned into a gray cloud. I mean, they're introducing the horses. I'm like, oh, sweet. They got a, a new horse in here that wasn't even supposed to be in here. Uh, who cares? He's not going to win anyway. None of us had that horse, but it doesn't matter. He's and, not you know, win. There was like a one percent chance. I said, "Huh?" That sure horse took. I said, "But that horse isn't going to win, so it's not going to be a problem." Now, did you guys see the aerial view of the comeback? Incredible! Oh I will God. say, what a job by that oh jockey to guide that horse in. It's incredible. I did find this out. I was talking to my dad, Lee D. You guys remember Lee? I listened to y'all's podcast over the weekend. Oh, did you really? I did. That's I went awesome. back and watched it. So I haven't had dad on in a while. <laughs> I was talking to dad about the Kentucky Derby race and, and I was like the situation we were going to have today on the show with the pool. And I was explaining it to him. My dad's a gambler. He likes to play, you know, with uh, bet on teams and stock market and stuff. He can, he's got a lot in common clip with you. He likes to wager a little bit. And he said, ah, this reminds me. I used to own a racehorse. I was like, really? Lee D owned a racehorse. And I didn't let him go any further because I said, we need to hear this story. Well, is that the first time you're finding this out? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Your sister knows all about it. Lee D's was, Well, I think he needs to save it for the air. Yeah, we, evidently we, when I was a baby, they owned, and, and the horse raced at Arlington Heights outside of Chicago, which the Bears have just <clears> purchased <throat> the whole racetrack to build the future Soldier, soldier Field. How about that? Cool, neat story. Lee D could have been at the Kentucky Derby with me as a baby, potentially. Lee D coming to PRL very soon to tell the story. Yeah, so I'm going to try and hook him up Thursday if he's not too busy. He's very busy with his social life. All right. Sounds good. I hope I'm that way at 82 years old. I know. Trust me, me too. Sorry, Clip. I'm fine. I'm okay. I just wanted to get my thoughts and uh, findings out there. Yeah. I was fine until you said we should welcome Molly back to ruin the pools. Do you want me to be commissioner again? I think CJ should be That's commissioner. Fine. I think he should your step rules up. Were fine. He was assistant commissioner. Let him step up. First of all, why wouldn't you want the, your best friend to be on to be the commissioner? What, yeah, what? are you and Molly no, no longer are together? You, uh, what happened there? He broke uh, up with me, guys. This has been the worst. I think CJ would make a great commissioner next next time. All right, CJ, you're in. I want to be commissioner for the World Cup pool. That is a pool I will not be in. Yes, you will. 
We're forcing everybody. And, and I'm with you, Jen. I don't think I should be penalized because something like this happened. I think I handled it with class and dignity, which is all I can do as a commissioner. You were I, underprepared. I can't change what happened. I can only help affect the outcome now from, from what happened. And I think the best thing fair. for you to do is step down as commissioner. <laughs> You might not I, ever put these headsets on again. <laughs> and there's a, there's a, there's a long drive. Castellanos. Uh, no, the Preakness is coming up. Maybe so. I'll do golf. Troy does horse racing, and you do. I would like soccer. a redemption on the Preakness. I, I feel. So I, how do we crack this by doing the same damn thing yeah. we've always done I, from the top? I, I would like. I would like to re, get a redo during the Preakness. Places, uh, people. A chance for redemption. I would like to invite all of you to participate again, and I will clarify the rules and possible outcomes of things you can't envision. All right. I'll be clearer about that and put it in writing. <laughs> That well, was insane. We've solved a lot in 28 minutes. We've solved nothing. And we're we're going to do the same thing all over. No, no, no. And I do apologize that I did not foresee something that could, was unforeseen. So I will look for the unforeseen things in the future and try and plan for them. So basically, we're so, insane because what's the de definition of insane? No, I will never let this happen again. Oh, boy. With the, with the preakness. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I stand by my never. words. I will never let this happen again in our pirate radio pool. I'm not saying weird things can't happen with the race, but I will clarify the rules. CJ, make sure you cut the numbers bigger than uh, Chandler did, uh -huh. or Troy might fire you. <laughs> and I, I would like you to remain as assistant commissioner, CJ. Nice. I would be honored. He is firmly planted between your butt cheeks <laughs> as assistant commissioner. <laughs> Like he's like in one of those bean bags they used to have as a kid, like those little seat bean bags. They call them the human bean bag chair. <laughs> CJ Schaefer, yes. where you need them at you all times. Maybe if y'all had a little more respect, you could learn a thing or two from CJ. Yeah. Oh, like. Thank you. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. Troy, uh, we'll see you back here at five o'clock. Yeah, I'll be back here at five, kissing the coach's butt. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> See how it all works? It's yes. a full circle, baby. Yes. Circle of life. It's two little butt cheeks. I'll be kissing CJ Mayhew's butt on oh. the next segment after. It's two little oh, butt and cheeks. And Agnos. Nine inning. Well, Agnos didn't pitch nine score. Yeah. He's coming up next. Yeah, I'll say something nice about him, too. <laughs> CJ Mayhew, Zach Agnos on the way on Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk Pirate Baseball on the Delcor Players Lounge after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit at universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We will open up the Players' Lounge presented by Delcor. You can call Delcor today, 321-8868. Visit delcorinc.com for all your heating, cooling, and plumbing needs. And joining us here first today from East Carolina Baseball, 
the hero from Friday night, C.J. Mayhew, coming off uh, one of the best performances in East Carolina baseball history. Also alongside Zach Agnos, who usually gets a segment to his own, but we're teaming you guys up today. How are we doing, fellas? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having us on. Yes, sir. And C.J., how about that? Yeah. <laughs> man, Not, man of many words. Nine <laughs> innings of hitless baseball, and you don't get the no-no win because the game goes into extra innings. But I don't know. What, what's going through your brain uh, when you're tossing all those hitless innings on Friday night? Uh, not not much, really. Uh, I didn't really notice it until later in the game, probably the eighth, seventh or eighth. But, um, yeah, I mean – I was just hoping we'd win. <laughs> <laughs> so you went four perfect innings the previous start. Yeah. And uh, the fifth inning, I think you hit a guy, gave up a hit, yep. and then, then we're taken out. That has to be your longest uh, outing of your career here at East Carolina <laughs> by far. <laughs> and then uh, how many pitches? 101 pitches. Yeah. yeah. Were you – so after that nine hitless and your team goes back out and uh, you guys still don't have a lead at that point to go to extra innings, did you want to – go back in like what was that conversation like uh yeah i mean uh i i was told when we uh when i came back in after the night uh that i was done uh i mean i, t- I told ak i felt good but uh i mean it was probably the smart choice it was the most off their own since i've been here so zach uh out in the field is that you're excited for your guy but are you kind of bored out there nothing's really happening uh no because you never know what you're gonna get with CJ because usually, like when he pitches, there's like when he's pitching at home, like there's a lot of people, a lot of noise when something happens, and you can hear everything that he says. And I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a fly ball behind the first baseman, and all you hear is CJ. Someone call it! Someone call it! Call it! Call it! Star! Star! Screaming from the mound, and then the next inning, this dude, uh, this dude like hits one off the end of the bat to me. And I go back a little bit, and because I thought it was harder, and he was screaming on me. I was like, "Come on, Z, get it, Z, come on, come on!" And as I'm throwing, I was like, "Relax, CJ, like, come on, dude." But no, it was it was super fun. It was easy to play behind because he's work. You know, I mean, he works so fast. We talked about that yeah, last week, right? Uh, just, Cooch, CJ, you like guys that, yeah, that work fast. It's so easy to it's so easy to play defense behind them. And uh, you guys end up getting it done and uh, scoring four in the 13th. Pirates win it Friday night, 4-1. to one. So, I don't know, CJ, does it set in, like, what exactly you did the other night? Uh, nine innings, no hits? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it set in. <laughs> I feel like Zach would be holding his own press conference. You're just like, that yeah, was kind of cool. I can yeah. speak for CJ. If you need Could me you be his spokesman, please? <laughs> um, CJ doesn't like to talk about stuff like that. He does well. Yeah. So uh, I definitely think it set in. Like after, I mean, during the game, he was definitely like, "Come on, gotta win, gotta win, gotta win." But I think when he got back to the hotel, like, um, did we eat dinner to get? Did everybody eat dinner down there, or did we take it up to the room? No. Yeah, we ate together. Yeah, we ate together. Yeah. But I think everybody was. That was kind of the buzz around the room. Yeah. So I think CJ realized it then. What's your role as a good teammate in a no-hitter situation, Zach? What What are you doing? Are you talking about it? Are you oh, a, I, no, ignoring I, him completely? No, 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 no. I mean, I can approach CJ. Like, I, I try not to. I try to let him do his own thing. But I kept coming in the dugout after the third 
fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, all the way up until we <laughs> scored. And I said, we got to pick the pitchers up. I, well, yeah. it originally started with CJ. I was like, got to pick CJ up, got to pick him up. He's pitching his, you know, what off, and then Spivey and so on. But um, yeah, I definitely didn't talk about it. That's the one rule that I can't, that I will not break. A weird stat line from Agnos, although kind of typical. You you had three walks, three so that's walks. good. But over four, seven at bats in yeah. that game. But you're able to get on base three times. What was their guy doing, Zach? That was keeping you all off he, balance. He okay. I don't want to get too technical. He had a really good fastball and could move it around the plate. Um, and his fastball only read about ninety to ninety one on the radar gun, but it looked like it was like ninety five, ninety six. And he could throw a changeup in any count, a breaking ball in any count. So, like, you didn't know what was coming in any count. So, he kept us on our toes really well. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we have a good enough offense where we can handle that. But, you know, tip of the cap to him. Made up for it on the 13th and certainly the next two days, piling up the runs to get the sweep over Memphis. CJ, what was working so well for you on Friday night? Uh, I was moving the first couple of innings. It was uh, moving my fastball around. Uh like I, I told uh, told our pitching coach, uh, I think the first three or four innings, uh, my fastball I really wasn't locating it as as much as I wanted to. Uh, so I was living off the changeup for them first couple innings, and then after that I kind of settled in a little better. And then started moving the, uh, I got to where I could put my fastball in and away, and then uh, just uh, throwing the changeup off that. And uh, I don't know what's that like, guys. And Zach, you can speak to this as a pitcher too, where your your fastball, one of your pitches, just isn't working. You have to grind through it, but then you can find it later. Like, does that happen often for you guys on the mound? Well, I only get about one inning out of. <laughs> you time. don't really have time <laughs> yeah, for that to happen. To you. I don't. I want. I want. I want to. I want to have some time, <laughs> yeah. but uh, in my in consideration of my health, Coach Galvin does not let me extend, which I appreciate, <laughs> yeah. but. How about for you, CJ? Is this one of those things that uh, maybe it's missing early on, but you can eventually find it? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it's better if, for me. It's it's harder to make it in, but like during an inning when you're uh, when one of your pitches you feel like is not on, but uh, when I come in the dugout, it's uh, I kind of sit down and just think about it a little bit, kind of uh, not not necessarily like what I'm doing wrong, but just kind of like visualizing like if I'm missing. I'm trying to go inside to a guy and I keep missing over the plate or away, just kind of visualizing the the fastballs that I'm throwing in. I'm, I'm going to get them in, and uh, that kind of helps when I go back out there. Talking to C.J. Mayhew, Zach Agnos on the Delcor Players Lounge, so you get those four in the 13th, and then how nice was it to go ahead and get one in the first, two in the second on Saturday to kind of say, all right, let's go ahead and break the seal early today. Felt like it lifted a monkey off the back, that's <laughs> for sure. Um but that first inning was just like our classic baseball, you know. I let off with a double. Hoover moved me over. Bryson gets me in. Just like that. Three batters, simple. And, um, you know, that their Saturday pitcher was actually really good. Like, I know his numbers weren't that good, but threw about 92, 94 miles an hour, and he had could throw a breaking ball. So it wasn't a fun dude to face, but we just grinded it out. And then uh, 15 on Sunday, a lot of those coming late in the game. So insurance runs are, are key right and uh, you guys got plenty of those in the eighth and ninth on sunday yeah one of them came off a double of my bet that i smoked which barely oh, made yeah, it out of yeah. the infield <laughs> i i'm not kidding you i hit it off the end of the bat and it was rolling down it literally hit the grass on the foul territory side of the first baseline spun back bounced over the bag got a double off of it yeah 
the it's craziest thing looks ever. beautiful in the box score, oh, right? Oh, it's a nice it two-bagger in the box score. And four RBIs on the day for Zach Agnos in the win. So East Carolina now sitting at 14-4 and four in the American. Two series left to go. Still some work to do because Houston's still on the schedule, and you guys will play them, USF, coming up first. But right now, uh, you talk about your goals being ahead of you. Uh, you've got a regular season title that uh, you, you control your own destiny there. And then, of course, the postseason as well. So you you got to be happy where you're sitting right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sit- we're sitting pretty good right now. Uh, you know, we talked about when conference started, just winning every series. And um, if we do that, I mean, we'll, we'll be on top at the end. But, uh, yeah, right now we're sitting good. And, I mean, we control we control our own destiny. And uh, you got another midweek home game coming up against Duke, so uh, in-state battle. And uh, Zach, you've had quite a few battles with those guys over the years. Yeah, the, and they always are a different team the second time we play them. Usually, like I remember last year, we played them twice. Dude, yeah, we played them twice. Once away, one yeah. home, and they're a completely different team the second game. And I mean, you saw how hot they got at the end of the season. And um, I'm not. Sh- they made a regional last year, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they I did. Think they won their, con- their conference. Yeah. Yeah, because they ended up winning the conference championship, beating State. So that tells you how hot they mm-hmm. were. So, um, you know, they're going to give us their best shot, and we're going to give them our best shot. So it's going to be a fun game. CJ, after throwing uh, 101 on Friday, you know, how was the arm this weekend? How's it doing today? Are you ready to go? Yeah, uh, I, I took uh, yesterday off. I threw Saturday, took Sunday off, uh, threw, a, threw a little bit today, and uh, probably – yeah, I mean, I feel good. All right. Good to see either one of you guys, perhaps, tomorrow yep. on a Tuesday on the mound. Not him. Not him? Not him, no. All right. Me? Well. Possibly. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Hopefully hopefully, I'll be able to stretch out. If I don't have my feel for my fastball, I'll be able to find it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you only get seven pitches. So make yeah. sure. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, I do have some more questions. Great. Oh, nice. This is the best. A lot of food-related questions oh, this man. week. Mm, I'm hungry, yeah. so this might be... Yeah. But uh, well, we'll start with this one. Uh, what's your favorite late night munchie from Jerry? Ooh, mm. I already asked your favorite snacks. But how about late night? Um, you know, down here I don't really have a lot of uh, food choices because I don't. I'm a little lazy with the grocery department. So, <laughs> um, I got some candy. I usually just nibble on candy when it's late at night. Or I'll have like, a, oh, you know what? I take that back. I have these little frozen burritos. Uh, <laughs> CJ hates when I cook them. Well, don't even cook them. I just throw them in the microwave because it stinks up the house a little bit. But they're good. They're good. I enjoy them. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, how about I, you, CJ? Uh, I um, what's them uh Nutella? Uh, oh yeah, little Nutella dip thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's your go-to. Yeah. What's your uh, favorite cookout milkshake from Ryan? Oh, strawberry. I'm very bland, so no. I'll say mint chocolate chip. I like theirs; they're just good. All right. Uh, Steve says well, CJ is a little more southern than Zach. Is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter? Mayo. All right. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> See, I agree with him as Wait. a North Carolinian. I mean, I've had a sandwich with peanut butter and bananas on it and i liked it is that the same thing? i guess your answer would be peanut yeah butter is that the same thing what's I a mean, ma- what's on a mayo sandwich well, no, is, is, so this or, says is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter if you had to pick i guess a oh peanut butter no but we know it's mayo, mayo. 
That <laughs> actually sounds foul. That sounds like him. <laughs> that sounds like him putting salt on his watermelon. That's gross. Ah, that's the uh, thing, man. That's watermelon. You city apple. slickers don't understand <laughs> what we're doing down here. <laughs> I do, but it's just salt. Like that ruins the sweetness of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh Redbeard asked, "Does pineapple belong on pizza?" No. Nah. No. No. Right. Well, uh, no. This is a good one here. Uh, this will make you hungry, too. Mike P says, rank these buffets. So there's four. Okay. Uh, Chinese, breakfast, pizza, and traditional, which he says is like Golden Corral, which I guess is Chinese goes. pizza, breakfast, Golden Corral. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's coming in number? This is tough, man. Yeah, it kind of depends that, on the mood. Fun. Nah, I'm Chinese going number one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say... Uh, I'm a big breakfast guy. So. All right. uh, breakfast is a hard fourth place for me. I hate <laughs> breakfast food. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, and then pizza and Golden Corral coming pizza in. Pizza two, Golden yeah. Corral three. Yeah. I'd say Golden Corral second. Okay. I haven't been to Golden Corral since I was like four. Yeah. It's uh, probably it's the same exact as it. It's always there, been. There's like, isn't there, didn't they just <clears throat> renovate it down, down the street in here? Yeah. 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 Might need to go hit that up tonight. Still the same. Uh, Tony says, what's your one food take that would get you roasted? Well, it sounds like Zach roasts all of CJ's food takes. But um, I don't know. Does that does like, anything come to mind? Like Liver mush. Oh, like, liver mush. <laughs> something you like or dislike um, that the majority of people... I hate dis- chocolate, so... Hmm. But I also do love pretzels and ranch. What? It's so good. Wow. I've never even thought of that kind. Like hard pretzels? Yes. Huh. Mm, Okay. I'm, mm, I mean, everybody I talk to down here, they don't, they, they don't know what liver mush is. I've heard of it. I don't even know what it is. What is that? (laughs) I mean, honestly, I I couldn't tell you what it is, (laughs) but I know back home, well, I I think it's only like. Don't you have a liver mush festival back home? Yeah, we got a liver mush festival (laughs) back home. Where's back home again? Shelby. Okay. Yeah, we uh. Is that the same thing as liver pudding? No, no, it's it's completely different. Okay. <laughs> it's almost. Uh, is it like the what they sell it in like a square? Yeah, yeah, like a rectangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. If that's what it is, that is the grossest yeah, stuff on earth. Thank you. No. And it, I'm a southerner, it, and it, that's the grossest stuff on, on I mean, earth. Back home, you just that stick is, a fork in it. Back home, <laughs> just we gotta eat it like that. <laughs> back home, that that is the go-to. Everybody eats. I see it on a biscuit. Yeah, there. Right, yeah. You eat it on a biscuit with a little bit of mustard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> mustard. Don't, don't not a tell, mustard guy. Don't tell me you put mustard on watermelon. <laughs> uh, if you were to give up baseball and join the WWE, what would be your signature move? Zach, you've wrestled brothers your entire life. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any go-to moves? CJ, have you thought? Or maybe your all-time favorite finisher. I, I mean, of course, you know the John Cena, but I, yeah. I would never do that. Yeah. I would do like a. I like the uh, the Batista slam. Okay, uh, was that a spine buster or, no, or a power bomb? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Power bomb. Um, <laughs> what I used to do to Jake is I would pin his arms down with my knees and start smacking him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know what we call that. I don't know, that's uh, the Zach smack. <laughs> the Zach smack. Smacknose. <laughs> Uh, Brady says, would you rather fight one gorilla-sized chicken or ten chicken-sized gorillas? 
Oh, I'm doing 10 gorilla-sized chickens. Cause no. Yes, chickens. No. 10 chicken-sized gorillas. <laughs> A big old chicken. <laughs> I'm just thinking about what you said that you do with chickens back home. Hey, you... you <laughs> Nothing. Do we need I to would, hear this? No. no. It's no. <laughs> but... Maybe off-air. Yeah. But, but the thing is, chickens, they, like... They'll peck you, and if it's the size of a gorilla, that's going through you. That's what I'm saying. I would do the gorilla. Yeah, the ten little. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You can just punt them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can jump though, right? I mean, a, a chicken that probably big. strong too. It'll, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, you you're not getting out of that one. So which one of y'all y'all are going with the, the chicken sized gorillas? Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, Mike says, "Who snores the loudest on bus rides?" I really don't think anybody snores. I don't think nobody snores on the bus rides, but... Josh Gross has to be the loudest. No, I mean, this weekend I room with uh, Jake Hunter, (laughs) and he might have been the loudest, (laughs) loudest snore. I I mean, sometimes it, like, it kind of made me, like, made my heart skip a beat a little bit. I was jumped. Like Uh, he would wake you up? Yeah, it would wake me up. I mean, it would scare me a little bit, but uh, I told him the next day, and... He said that's why he always lets me fall asleep first. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, Charlie nice. Charlie Hodges said I was snoring this weekend. I had no idea, and I figured it out because I fell asleep like on my back, and my chin was kind of down, so I was like, <laughs> like just getting caught in my throat. So, so was I, that Thursday night, CJ? No, Friday night. Okay, well, so now well, I was gonna say if it was before your performance, he's have to do that every yeah, every night, every, every before night. you pitch, but. All right, anyway. All right, well, those are the questions this week. Uh, gentlemen, we got Duke coming up on Tuesday, and then USF. You guys like playing USF, right? That might have uh, been the guys before y'all that, uh, like, the Packard and crew said they used to talk so much junk. Oh, yeah. All I remember was I remember watching Gavin tell duty get back in the box. He yeah. hit a ball off the scoreboard. Oh, <laughs> I do remember that, actually. Um, I don't know. They, they're always, they always play us really tough. And They're I feel like team. they were pretty good then. They've taken maybe a bit of a step back, but well, last yeah. year they made they it to super. St- I they tried. Played, they played yeah. stuff last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we split with them mm-hmm. two and two. Should be some good games coming for up sure. this weekend for sure. All right, uh, guys, thanks for joining us. That was fun as always, yes sir. And keep up the great work. Thanks, Clip. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. All right, Zach Agno, CJ Mayhew joining us inside the Players' Lounge. Ryder Giles joins us at 4 o'clock. Bryson Worrell at 4.30. We'll switch gears, talk football at 5 o'clock with Mike Houston, head pirate football coach here on Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Looking forward to talking football in the 5 o'clock hour with Mike Houston. Looking forward to talking more baseball on the Players' Lounge coming up, presented by Delcor with Bryson Whirl and Ryder Giles. We'll do that 
in hour two of today's show. While we have a moment, guys, uh, real quick, wanted to talk about this. Uh, who won the Kentucky Derby pool on Saturday? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. All right. It was fun to watch. I'll give it that. But uh, I was nowhere near a TV when that happened because I actually texted you guys and asked you. You're like, has it started? Who won? What's going on? Where? Yeah. I just wanted to know if I was walking away with everybody's $10. Unfortunately, no. No. Unfortunately, nobody did. Pretty good showing by Barbara Road, our uh, our local horse. I think finished sixth, I believe. I was, oh, that's not bad. I, yeah. I had somebody ask me um, where Barbara Road finished. I had no idea, uh, especially afterwards. I was not worried about where Barbara Road finished. I was wor- worried about or wondering who this horse was and how we were going to settle this pool debacle. Yeah. and um so it has, it has been settled here in the first hour um but it was uh it was a great race and it's going to be one that's going to be talked about for quite some time speaking of debacles the hurricanes went to boston and a couple of debacles there went in games for two. three and four so that series is tied at two apiece they'll play again on tuesday night we'll talk about it coming up more on tuesday's edition of pirate radio live got some good series going in the nba playoffs because uh, home teams have won throughout in the Sixers Heat and Maverick Sun series. So both of those series are tied at two games apiece. Uh, big ones tonight. Boston trying to not go down three to one. It is two to one Bucks in that series. It'll be Boston on the road in Milwaukee at 7 30. And then uh have they ruled Morant out? No job Morant tonight. Uh I think they have him listed as questionable. Well the Warriors are ten point favorites at home mm-hmm. against Memphis. So that leans towards John Morant not playing or if he does play being very uh unhealthy in that game. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, Chandler. Yeah. Appreciate it, bud. Yep. Uh so that's what's going on in the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Bug. Dub Bug. Already two finals in Major League Baseball, the Orioles knocked off the Royals six to one. And the Yankees beat the Rangers one nothing. That was a quick one today in the Bronx as New York uh, wins at one nothing. Just two hits on the day for the Texas Rangers as uh, the Yankees get it done at home. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Ryder Giles joins us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll continue on the Delcor Players Lounge and talk to Ryder who was the Saturday starter for East Carolina. Pirates winning that game 8-5 to over the Memphis Tigers. We'll talk about that and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. 
Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll go back inside the Players' Lounge presented by Delcourt and talk to a Pirate pitcher, infielder, Ryder Giles. He joins us here on a Monday. Ryder, good to see you again. How you doing? What's good? What's going on? I, a lot of Pirate wins are going on. <laughs> That's right. So uh, let's keep that rolling. That's right. We'll start with the AAC Pitcher of the Week because you just mentioned him before we went on the on the air. Yeah. CJ Mayhew, nine hitless innings for East Carolina and a crazy one Friday night. You guys are able to finally win it in the 13th. But what's it like uh, sitting in the dugout, being on the field for that one, uh, Ryder? That's a, that's a, it's a weird one because your guy's doing awesome, and you can't touch the other guy. Right. Yeah, we um, – well, when there's a no-hitter, obviously you don't want to you don't want to talk about it. But uh, we made sure to make it known that their guy had a no-hitter in our right. dugout, trying to, you know, jinx his. But um, – it was a lot of staying away from Mayhew, um, you know, not not talking to him, not not doing anything to, you know, ruin the the vibe he had going. But um, man, he was awesome, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I hate he uh, didn't even get the win, or you know, yeah. the you know the no hitter. And obviously, you know, it's a no hitter in my book, but you know, obviously, my book doesn't really count for anything. <laughs> so. And then you guys had a lot of chances in that game to break through, uh, leaving guys on. It finally happened in the 13th. Ben Newton breaks the seal. But all those chances before that, Ryder, how many times did you think or say out loud, all right, this is it, this is the inning, and it just never happened for whatever reason? About nine times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was – man, it was tough. But uh, I made sure to, uh, you know, give the hitters a hard time. Oh, because you're a pitcher now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, Zach told us was it last week or two weeks ago how you've really changed your attitude on pitchers. And- Zach's full of it because uh, <laughs> Coach G even texted me. He was like, "Well, I vividly remember you picking up balls whenever you played shortstop." So Zach's just you know he's he's full of it, trying to you know stir. I don't know. I don't think he's trying to stir anything up, but uh, you know he's <laughs> trying to make for good radio, maybe. Yeah, well, we appreciate that. Yeah. I guess even well, if it's not 100 percent factual. Yeah. So fake news. Ryder does not think he's above anyone now that he's a starting no. a weekend starting pitcher. No, absolutely not. All right, good deal. Uh, Ryder, you go three innings on Saturday. Uh, I like the word they use: uh, scattered five hits. Is yeah. that a good word to use? Yeah, it was. Um, I, I mean, I don't think maybe one or two of them were hit hard, but mm-hmm. the other ones, I was like, man, that kind of unfortunate. But yeah, it happens. Know. It happens, yeah. No strikeouts, one walk. Yeah. You want to see more Ks, but that tells you you're uh, pitching a contact, getting out. Right? Yeah. I mean, no earned runs. I mean, it was, I mean, I, not my best, but I didn't think it was, you know, egregiously terrible. <laughs> hey, that's what you want to avoid, being <laughs> egregiously terrible. Yeah, you know, a four spot in the first <clears throat> is, you know obviously something you want to stay away from so that was a that was a plus not doing that <laughs> and we, we talked about it with uh with zach a moment ago getting off to a good start on saturday after going mm-hmm. all those innings without scoring on friday but man that had to make you and, and the rest of the team feel good to get one in the first two in the second there yeah absolutely anytime you can especially on the road whenever you're hitting first you can put up that first one um you know it just sets the tone for the whole game and uh obviously you, you feel better pitching with the lead so um you know credit to the offense kind of flipping the switch from uh friday night and then you know coming out and putting up uh one in the first and then like i think uh three more in the first four or five innings something like that so 
They did. They did a great job. Back to back sweeps coming off losing three out of four, uh, two to Tulane, and then a midweek game against NC State. Does anything feel different these last six games, or you know, you guys, it's just kind of what you deserve. You're you're putting in the work each and every day, and, and you're getting the results you want. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Zach said something today. We, um, we got our uh, music back in the locker room. And uh, since then we've been we've went six and zero. So Zach hmm. Zach's gonna say it's the music, but um, I don't know. I mean we've uh, you know we're uh, we're in control of our own destiny right now in the conference, and you know if we if we take care of business, then um, you know we're right where we want to be conference wise. And um, you know Duke's starting to, starting to heat up a little bit, and then obviously Campbell's um, you know a, a sneaky team too. So. Um, we got some good ones left, and uh, you know, hopefully, carry that momentum into the postseason. And man, I don't know how much you follow this. I mention it every now and then on Mondays, but the live RPI for East Carolina right now thirty seven. So that's jumped up nearly yeah. twenty spots in the last yeah. couple of weeks. So uh, you're getting wins, and it, and also that number is helped by your opponents from earlier this year and them playing right. well. So it's almost like you're you're getting an added bonus for playing a tough schedule this year. Right, yeah. You, you kind of cheer for those teams you've played earlier. You know, pull for Carolina to win and Virginia Tech, all those teams, um, you know, hopefully make you look a little bit better. Yeah. Talking to Ryder Giles here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, East Carolina coming off uh, another sweep and uh, USF coming up next in conference play, Houston to wrap it up. So you said you control your own destiny. It's not decided yet because Houston still up there in the standings. You got a three-game series with them, but you guys have put yourself in a tremendous spot, 14-4. and four. Great record to have in conference play. Yeah, um, I mean, for sure. And, uh, you know, you know, we get to finish out with Houston, and, and we know they're going to come in and uh, be ready to go because they're they'll, you know, the the team right behind us in the conference right now. But uh, South Florida, they're they're a sneaky team too. Like they can, you know, they can score a lot and get hot at the right time. I m- remember last year they, uh, I think they were like 500 going into the conference tournament, and then won it and won the regional at Florida. So they're uh, they're nobody to uh, sleep on either. Still uh, waiting to see, uh, you know, what's going on with Jake Kuchmaner. You hope to get him back, and but health-wise, are you you feeling pretty good right now? You and, and as a team heading down this stretch. Yeah, I mean, it, we're starting to get towards that uh, that point where everybody's body's a little sore, and um, you know, you just gotta with school being out, you gotta make an extra effort to uh, you know get some treatment and take care of your body, and you know, whatever everybody's different. So whether it's stretching more or you know um maybe not throwing as much kind of whatever you need to do to to feel good and ready to go how are your um glass ankles that have been talked about in the past <laughs> you, you've been uh off your ankles some i guess yeah. uh, not being as short as much so yeah. is the old man feeling in pretty good health these days maybe outside of the arm here's the thing i yeah knock on wood i have not twisted it yet this year so oh um you know, I hope we didn't just go down. Let's a, delete uh, that. Let's edit path. that out. Yeah. So I was trying to stay away from that. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but I mean, if it happens this week, I'm I'm coming I'm coming back to you next week. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We probably just cancel the show. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, pirate be. fans will be upset uh, with us uh, for that one for sure. Ryder Giles joining us, East Carolina, ready for uh, Duke. Uh, what, if anything, do you remember about that first meeting this year? Um. Uh, March the 1st. You got to go way back. Yeah, I remember we scored a lot of runs, but I think it was later in the game. Um, 
I mean, I remember Logish pitched uh, pitched amazing, and um, you know they their their offense is uh, is tricky. They can they can you know heat up and uh, hit a lot of balls out, but um, you know if you, you make you good pitches and you know like Logish did the first game and uh, um, you know kind of bounce around and and do a lot of different things and then just just not uh, you know. Stopping on offense, keep it going. Well, they're going to be fired up, uh, Ryder, because they had two hits last time yeah. they faced East Carolina. Logish, as you mentioned, go, yeah. went four, did not allow a hit. And then Terwilliger, Gross, Danny Beal combining to strike out 15 Duke batters and just two hits. So, And as Zach and uh, CJ said a moment ago, they've noticed in past years that second meeting with Duke always tougher than the first. So, Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know... <laughs> We know they're going to want to come into our place and beat us at home, so uh, we got to, you know, we got to come out ready to go tomorrow night. And uh, pretty awesome that you'll finish the season eight straight home games before heading off to Clearwater. So, no uh, flights, bus rides for a while. That's a good thing. Yeah, right? very good thing, especially uh, getting back at two a.m. this morning. <clears throat> Oof. So, yeah. yeah. Were well, you done with school stuff? Done with school. Yep. So that is, that is a plus. You're just a pro amateur baseball player at this point. Couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> All right. Speaking of flights and buses, let's get to our questions this oh, week. Oh boy. And uh, this was from Mike. <laughs> Who snores the loudest during bus rides? Uh, the previous two players didn't have an answer for the bus ride, but uh, CJ said. That Jake Hunter can really snore. Kept him up late. Wow. You got any answers for this one? Um, Lane Hoover can really get it going. Now, he's your roommate. He so is. He, can you hear him, like, in a whole other room? Uh, yes. Oh, You wow. actually can. But, I mean, it's weird. He'll, like, fall asleep in the most awkward-looking positions. And, like, his neck will be, like, literally upside down. And he's making some ungodly noises. Like, I don't even know how a person of his size makes that noise. <laughs> but... I would. Uh, I'd probably go with Hoover. All right, there you go. Uh, would you? We got a lot of fight questions uh, in, and we have a lot of food questions. Uh, would you rather fight one gorilla-sized chicken or ten chicken-sized gorillas? One gorilla-sized. So a big old chicken. Uh, d- definitely the uh, ten chicken-sized gorillas. Okay. For sure, I gorillas can get really big and. Uh, Chickens you think you could handle... Yeah, the chicken would start... I think the chicken, that thing would... You know, those things pecking at you. That would be a powerful peck. They were worried. I think Zach said it would probably impel you. It probably it would. was that big, yeah. Yeah, it probably would. All right, uh, Ryder, if you were to give up baseball and join WWE, what would be your signature move? Wow, that is... Uh, how do you even come up with that question? That would... That was from Rich. Rich is friends with... Uh, you have been a wwe fan at times right right it's do, been a while do you know do you remember any of the referees do you remember the one with blonde hair they called him little nate because he kind of looked like rick flair but he's like best buddies with that guy no way in fact we were doing a um a pregame show and they were listening together his name's charles <laughs> robinson wow and i was like holy crap little nate is uh pirate radio guy awesome yeah uh I, well what's your all-time favorite finisher or signature move the, the Rey Mysterio's. Oh, yeah, 619. Yeah. 619, right. yeah. Uh, were Something you, similar to that. Were you the one that asked me last week about celebrity crushes? Yes. I got a new one. All right, let's see. So hear. between last week and today, I've binged uh, the entirety of Ted Lasso. Oh, have you seen that? I've seen I've seen the first couple episodes. Uh, but the girl in Ted Lasso, I'm a big fan of. 
I'm glad. Right. I'm glad you uh, thought about my question. <laughs> I did. Week. I was <laughs> like, all right, I got one for Ryan. That is a great show. I was really. I got on really late to it. Yeah. But um, if you uh, if you want a feel good show, check yeah, out Ted Lasso. That is a good one. All right. What's your favorite late night munchie? Late night munchie, probably. Um, I'd probably go with pizza. Pizza's usually you can usually find pizza pretty late. Pretty consistent. Yeah. yeah okay. I go with pizza. Favorite uh, cookout milkshake flavor? I go chocolate M and M. Okay. All right. Is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter? Um. Well, I hate mayonnaise, so I would say <laughs> peanut butter. Have you ever had a banana sandwich? No. Okay. It's funny <laughs> no. because you could tell uh, CJ Mayhew's an old country boy like myself. He was like, "Oh, mayonnaise," oh, and then Zach God. said, "What you know? What are y'all talking about?" Yeah. So uh, you're just not a fan of banana sandwiches at all. Well, I mean, I don't think I'd be opposed. I just haven't. I just haven't tried. I mean, I like. I know that it's a thing. Like, and if you did, you'd go peanut butter. I would go peanut butter. Yeah, right. not mayonnaise for me. Uh, just, all right, uh, that was from Steve. Uh, Redbeard says, "Does pineapple belong on a pizza?" Speaking of pizza, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I, I, I could go either way here because I do like a Hawaiian pizza with the ham, the bacon, and right. the pineapple. I'm okay with it. So here's here's my thing. If somebody gets it, then I'll eat it. But I'm not going to be the one to order that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, if it's there, I'll, I'll probably grab a slice, but I'm not going to be the one to order. All right. So Fair enough. I could sit on the fence with that one. Tough one here from Mike P. Rank these buffets. Oh, so you got four four buffets here okay. to choose from. Okay. Which one are you going to first? Chinese breakfast, pizza, or traditional, to which he says is like Golden Corral. So Chinese breakfast, pizza, Golden Corral are the four options. Okay, I would say um, I would say breakfast, pizza, Chinese, and then Golden Corral would be the last. All right, breakfast first. You like you a breakfast for dinner guy? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Not not a lot, but you know the occasional. Always a good call. Yeah, the occasional mix it in. Yeah, I love a a, ha- a breakfast casserole or a hash brown casserole. Yeah, Man. hash brown casserole is the way to go. And uh, Tony, back to food. Uh, what's your one food take that would get you roasted? Like, do you like something that others don't? Do you dislike something that's popular? I hate ketchup. Okay, so that one's that would probably be the. What do you put on your fries? Ranch. Oh, yeah. Ranch it up. Yeah. Okay. So that's probably my one. Everybody usually gives me a weird look when I tell them I don't like ketchup. So are you, um, my, the women in my life, my wife and daughter are very picky. I have to get them like plain hamburgers, plain cheeseburgers. Like when, if, when you order a cheeseburger, do you have to specify like no ketchup, no? Yeah. Well, I mean, I put some, I'll, I put a lot of stuff on it, but yeah, I don't. Okay. do you like the ketchup or mustard or i'm not i don't like tomatoes but I, I like ketchup do you like tomatoes see i don't this is weird like i don't like tomatoes like sliced tomatoes but i'll eat like salsa or okay marinara yeah or like pico okay you know on a burrito or something but i feel like I, there's somebody listening that's a lot like can figure out a lot about you yeah. That's what you're saying right now. He probably thinks I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I don't, there's no right or wrong answers. This is what it is. Uh, thank you to uh, the folks out there for presenting uh, those questions. Yeah, those were good ones. Uh, Joe says, question for Ryder, is his dad still a commercial airline pilot? 
I was the first one to get him in the Pirate Club back when Ryder was a sophomore in high school. Wow. Yes, know. he is. He uh, he flies for American, and he flies an Airbus. Wow. I uh, yeah he he called me and gave me some uh, some fatherly love for not knowing what airplane he flew. Oh yeah, that one episode I said I didn't know what airplane he flew. So what's so. his schedule like? Like how how many flights is he doing? Yeah, it's um. So during the season, it's it's kind of weird because he schedules it so far in advance to where he can be at most of the games. I oh, think nice. my my entire college career, he's missed four games. Oh wow! So he does it so far in advance to where he doesn't work that much during the season. Um, last year, when we didn't have midweek games, he would fly like Monday through Thursday, and then he would he would have friday and the weekends off nice to go um but then when the season ends he's he's gone a lot so like july to <laughs> january he's he's flying quite yeah a bit. well the next couple months after the season he's he's working a lot trying to make up time from you know being at baseball games and all that good stuff so. that is a cool gig yeah it's sweet it's um i mean it's cool because we go on the road and um you know we'll go out to eat after games and stuff and kind of see the 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 town and all that good stuff so it's a lot of fun what's uh we'll update this i'm probably asking the past but have, can you update your away city power rankings for this year like what's the best place you've been not that you get to like sightsee or anything right but. um new orleans was cool just because i've never been there and it's you know like a i guess a bucket list place um new orleans was cool memphis was i don't know not not a huge fan of memphis um charleston's charleston's cool yeah um i actually have a buddy that goes to college of charleston so that was cool his parents and my parents got a hotel room and you know we uh met up after a game and all that good stuff um but i would say charleston or tulane was probably the the coolest i remember I don't know if we were I was my girlfriend at the time if we were on a boat or some horse type thing where we went to rainbow road you know, yeah that, so, yeah yeah and did all this the touristy things all the things you probably wanted to do yeah that, that was on my list <laughs> can we please do this before yes. we leave that, that sounds like you that was a lot of fun yeah. i don't know why that relationship didn't work <laughs> uh probably had something to be complaining the whole time we were in charleston all right uh rider keep up the good work man uh we will See you on the diamond coming up Tuesday against Duke and then a big uh, series against USF. Uh, anything else? Any golfing going on? How, how's you shooting? You said you were going to play last week. I right? did play last week. Um, Hoover, Sailor, and I went out and played, and we didn't play bad. We shot about four or five under um, together. So um, not great, but – well, that's pretty good. But Yeah, that's um, really good, I would say. Yeah. If we, if we had Bryson, it would probably have been about 10 under. Is he, is he good? He can hit it. A long I can see way. him he can driving. hit it a long yeah. ways, but um, maybe if you take his drive and go from there, you guys. Yeah, we used to make a pretty good team, Bryson yeah. and I. Good deal. Yeah. All right, Ryder. Thanks for hanging out, man. All right, man. Appreciate Enjoy it. it. Ryder Giles joining us inside the Players Lounge, brought to you by Delcor. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Bryson World joins us next, taking a few practice hacks with the uh, driver. In the green room, we'll come back with a lot more on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Coming up at 5 o'clock, we'll talk Pirate football with Mike Houston, head football coach of the Pirates. And uh, switch gears from our baseball talk as Bryson World joins us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Bryson, you're a football fan, a Panthers guy, and yep. uh, a Pirate guy, I'm assuming, as well. And uh, Great season last year, having a winning record for the first time in a long time, and uh, high expectations for ECU football this yep. year. Are you fired up? Yeah, I'm fired up. I mean, I'm expecting them to carry over what they what they built on from last year and have an even more successful season this year. I was watching some highlights and thinking, like, after your eligibility's done with baseball, could you, <laughs> could you have, like, a a fall where you could play safety for east carolina or something nah, nah, no football. you'd be pretty good out there i think uh sticking to baseball and man what a uh a weekend it was aac pitcher of the week cj mayhew going nine hitless innings and your bats were uh struggling to touch memphis's starter uh, have you ever been in a game like that before bryce no that's probably i talked with a few guys it's probably the strangest game that i think i've ever been in to have a guy go nine no hit innings and to still not get a win so that was that's pretty pretty crazy and then it continued on until the 13th finally east carolina breaking through with four and end up winning at four to one memphis finished the game with just three hits mm-hmm. in the entire game and uh bryson you were saying that's the most at bats you've ever gotten in a game yeah <laughs> had seven at bats that game um normally you have to play like like we did have to play extra innings to get that many at bats or score a ton of runs so what was uh their guy doing you, you said you had a couple to the track you did get a hit in that game but what uh were the opposing pitchers doing in that game to uh quiet the pirate bats yeah i mean their starter was really good um he had a good record coming in and we knew that um but one thing he did he, he didn't miss over the middle of the plate um he located his fastball and his off speed off the corner he never really made a mistake to any of our hitters i mean he went eight no hit innings too so he matched cj um inning for inning and how much is that a thing for you how much is that discussed that, that the pitchers they're going to make a few mistakes during a game it's your job to take advantage of yep, it so yep. that's what you're up there kind of hoping for looking for right yeah you're hoping to leave something over the middle of the play that you can you can drive out of the ballpark the gaps uh what was it like being on the uh the opposite side of that on, on cj uh being out there in center field and being in the dugout during all those no hit innings uh what was that like i mean it was a quick game i think we made it through nine innings in like two hours and ten minutes so it felt like you were running out to the outfield and you were out there for about two or three minutes and then you're running back in <laughs> But CJ was working fast. Um, he was getting the ball. He was throwing strikes and forcing contact. And uh, you guys had some chances to break through in that game before you finally did in the uh, the 13th. So Ben Newton gets that hit, and uh, that had to, to be a, a big monkey off the back for you guys, right? Yeah, it was. And Ben was awesome the whole weekend. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for how he catches and how he hits. I mean, he's done a lot for us this year, and uh, it's good to see. 
Uh, so you got that one Friday. You go ahead and put a run uh, on the board in the first inning Saturday to go ahead and break that seal. And uh, you get the win Saturday and then an explosion late on Sunday. So back-to-back sweeps, Bryson. What uh, asked, you know, Ryder and the guy, has anything changed? And not really. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and you are Mr. Consistency, right? <laughs> so so what's, uh, what's going right for you guys, though, during this winning streak? Um, I think I mentioned it before a few times, but I think we're just playing to our ability. Um, we're not trying to do too much at the plate or on the mound. I mean, we're just going out there, playing our brand of baseball, um, playing hard, getting after it, and the results are going to be what they are. There's a 24-hour rule in football that they always talk about. You win, you, you celebrate, you're, you're happy, and then you move on to the next opponent. In baseball, you're playing three games a weekend. Yep. You don't have time to celebrate yep. anything, really. So what what's it like uh, when you get together with the team Friday after a win, Saturday after a win? How quickly do you put it behind you and, and kind of look ahead to the next one? Um, you enjoy it for the rest of the night. I mean, we get home, we relax at the hotel. Um, somebody tells them stories from the game. Yeah, we enjoy it. Then next day, wake up, and it's it's the next day. Um, you got to worry about the next game. Yeah, and they, they come quick. You had a day off in the middle of the week last week, mm-hmm. uh, or no game. I shouldn't say yeah. a day off. Yeah. You guys seem to always be working. Uh, but back at it tomorrow against Duke. Now, this is coming off a, a trip from Memphis, and we hadn't talked about it on the air yet, I believe, but you guys got in at what time? Uh, like one thirty last night. Yeah, so uh, it might still be a little groggy here right now. What did you have to do uh, today? Anything? Uh, yeah, we had a little uh, breakfast, lunch at eleven o'clock, and then we had a team lift right after. But that's pretty much all we had today. So a pretty light Monday, and uh, you'll yeah. get back at it coming up Tuesday at home against Duke, and that is the trend to wrap up the regular season home games. And yeah. you got to like that, not get on a bus or a plane, right? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. I think we've had two home series in conference so far, so it's going to be nice uh, playing from the home crowd, getting that home field advantage uh, into the last games of conference. And we, we talked about the uh, live RPI. East Carolina sitting at 37 right now. That number continues to climb, A, because you guys are winning, but B, your opponents that you've played earlier this year are having good years, and those road games help you out. And you said, Bryson, that this is uh, the most you remember playing on the road in your career, right? Yeah, I mean, we played a lot of games. Um, I know we traveled up to Virginia Tech, what you mentioned about teams we played. I think they're ranked like in the top five right now. And so, yeah, we played some good teams this year. Um, had some adversity on the road, but it's all right. I mean, we're we're right where we want to be right now, and we're um, doing what we can. Yeah, 14-4, and a uh, really good record in the American. Two series left to go. You got South Florida and Houston, and then a couple of midweek uh, games sprinkled in there before you head off to Clearwater uh, for tournament time. And I don't know, do you split it into seasons, like the non-conference, the conference, and then uh, do you look at the conference tournament any differently, Bryce? Um, I think you kind of split up the non-conference and the conference a little bit, but going into the conference tournament is kind of just a continuation of of the conference play, kind of. How much do you worry yourself about, are we in a good spot at large? Do we need to win the conference tournament? Does that stuff come through your brain? Do you talk about it with anybody? Um, Not really. I mean, we just know we got to go out there and play the best we can, and whatever happens, happens. How many many rings do you have? Uh, Three. I have three rings. Regular season and conference tournament, or um, no? We got one my freshman year when we won the the conference tournament. Um, sophomore year from winning the winning the regional, yeah. Then last year from the regional. All right, there you go. So uh, time to add to that collection. Yep. 
uh this year for pirate baseball bryson world joining us duke uh man the ecu pitching shut down duke the last time you guys played just two hits for the blue devils and you guys were able to tack on some late runs win that game but as uh zach said earlier in the show bryson he said the seems like the second meeting with duke is always tougher than the first so you know they'll be ready tomorrow yeah um haven't really done much homework on them. I really don't know how they've been playing recently. But, yeah, they're going to come out. They're going to play their best game, and um, we're going to be ready to go. That's coming up on Tuesday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. It'll be South Florida coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, East Carolina at home all week and next week. Uh, Bryson, we'll get to uh, the nonsense questions for the day. All right. Uh, I enjoy it. You guys seem to enjoy it as well. Um, Bryson, though, we found out last week uh, you could – beat up a lot of third graders how about this <laughs> would you rather fight one gorilla sized chicken or 10 chicken sized gorillas um i'm gonna have to go with 10 chicken sized gorillas that seems to be the popular answer today i mean a, a big chicken that's that's pretty scary <laughs> <laughs> i uh, run away from that thing the beak the the claws, the claws on the feet yeah. on that thing yeah i do some damage to you all right, uh, you've got the. You could potentially go into wrestling once your time as a, an athlete is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to give up baseball and join WWE, what would be your signature move? Um, the six one nine from Rey Mysterio. All right, that's something a, like that. It's pretty cool. Popular answer. Work the ropes. That'd be fun. Yep. Uh, what is your late night munchie? Um, probably any kind of chocolate bar. Okay. Favorite. Have a favorite. Favorite cookout milkshake cookout milkshake um probably just plain chocolate i'm not really too crazy on going nuts with different flavors so probably just get plain chocolate all right uh bryson you're uh wilson area right where do yep. you call home uh sims sims all yeah. right so is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter i've always seen use peanut butter okay i, mean, I feel like mayo is kind of a strange combo with, <laughs> i feel like that that just wouldn't taste right <laughs> so i grew up having the banana with mayo as did cj mayhew is that so, a, is that a western north carolina thing or well i'm i'm from winterville east? yeah from winterville? so uh i don't know maybe it's just a country ass thing i'm how, not how, sure how's it taste you know as a, a child i didn't mind it but now that i think about it there's a lot better combos yeah i feel like it's a pretty strange combo <laughs> tell you what go, try it sometime if you're desperate uh but <laughs> Bry- be desperate bryson's going peanut butter uh probably a better taste there uh mike asked who snores the loudest during bus rides or uh when you're rooming with a teammate on the road um i've heard stories that j-dub snores pretty loud and that ben's had to throw like a water bottle or two at him in the middle of the night <laughs> is that that fixes it uh he said he either puts earplugs in or try or try something to make him stop but he, he gets pretty loud at night that would be uh wilcoxon yeah is that, okay yeah, wilcoxon all right uh does pineapple belong on a pizza for me no okay i've tried it before it's not bad but it's not my favorite topping not your go-to no, well, what's your go-to. uh your go-to pizza slice? Just plain pepperoni okay I like, the, I like the cheese stuff crust as well all right uh this is a good one here from mike rank these buffets <laughs> oh. so chinese okay. breakfast pizza and then like a golden corral put your uh power rankings together first i want to go with chinese i mean i can't turn down a good chinese buffet what um, are you going for there the lo mein rice one rice um sesame chicken some orange chicken pretty much anything they have yeah i'll, I'll, I'll eat um probably then traditional at the words a little golden corral action <laughs> then breakfast 
then pizza pizza last pizza right. last yeah 10 4 and uh this is kind of a an album but what's your one food take that would get you roasted like do you like something a lot of people don't do you dislike something that everybody likes like anything uh, out of the ordinary come to mind for you not really i'm not really too strange of an eater i'm pretty pretty basic yeah pretty basic eater um i guess like every once in a while i have like steak with ketchup <laughs> that's funny because riders not, really, not pretty normal but yeah riders was he doesn't like ketchup on anything really which uh it's a pretty popular condiment so is that your go-to like no a1 no uh no i normally just have plain steak like, okay. I, don't, I normally don't use any seasoning but uh <laughs> you or, are or a plain eater not not seasoning i'll i'll season steak. no condiment yeah no condiment all right ketchup on the steak bryson world i'm not gonna say anything to him about it <laughs> uh good stuff bryson uh what's the so tuesday game what are uh wednesday thursday like for you guys uh between games uh wednesday will be a practice lift day um pretty regular um kind of spring practice day and then thursday will be just a practice kind of prepare ourselves for um prepare ourselves for the weekend go over like a few bump plays few defensive plays and then get ready for friday all right and uh should be some good crowds excited to see the pirates back home and back home for the rest of the regular season it'll be duke on tuesday usf and then next week campbell and houston to wrap up the regular season and i might have asked you this last week does it is it a grind or does it feel like it's flown by because we're getting here close to the end it feels like it's flown by honestly um I kind of didn't realize until a couple of days ago that we only have two weekends left. And I was like, man, I mean, it's kind of gone by pretty quickly. Clearwater's basically two week, two or three week, two or three weeks away. So yeah. it's been flying by. But uh, you can extend this thing. Just yeah. keep on winning. That's right. And make it as long as possible. Bryson, appreciate you hanging out, man. Enjoy yeah, no it. No problem. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Bryson World, Pirate Center Fielder, joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Great job, folks, with the questions once again. <laughs> we'll keep these rolling because uh, the players enjoy it. I do as well take a time out come back wrap up this hour coming up at five o'clock mike houston head football coach of the pirates joins us in the pirate radio studios more to go on pirate radio live after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Welcome back into the show. Very impressed, as I was with Holden and Rajay and Sneed and DJ and Bruce and Xavier during the football season. With these baseball guys... It's a good and bad thing. It's, a, I guess, a bad thing for radio listeners because they never get too high and they never get too low, and it is pretty consistent. Our conversations are the same after sweeping two series in a row as they were when 
they lost three to Bryant or they struggled in the middle of the season and didn't have a, you know, had a record below 500. And that is the the sign of a, a good team, really, that they keep it consistent, never too high, never too low. And uh, I'll say we've had, we've had fun with the guys every Monday that they've come in here despite what's happened over the weekend. Obviously, a, a lot more fun and a lot easier to joke around when you're winning, and that is exactly what they're doing right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, these baseball players, I feel like baseball players in general have really good personalities, and all these guys that we have in here every Monday are have really great personalities. And it's like you said, they stay consistent no matter – I mean, they started the season with a sweep, uh, well, you know, being swept against Bryant – uh, they came in on that Monday, and I mean, look at them today. It's basically the same way. So they're they're staying consistent in their mindset, and they know that they have to take it day by day. And that's tough in baseball because you play so many games. But uh, they're doing a good job uh, with their mental and uh, trying to you know stay focused as they uh, end the season here in the next couple of weeks. Did you say with their mental? With their mental. How yes. about their chickens? <laughs> uh, all right, Marshawn Lynch. There you go. Chandler, uh, sports are so superstitious. We always look to – so what clicked here? Like, Chandler started wearing his uh, Musi Muhammad jersey or whatever, and the Panthers started winning. I'm using a hypothetical here. Uh, how about when we started asking off-the-wall questions? Since then, East Carolina has been red hot. That's true. I mean, that, Should we take some credit for this? I think we should, and I think we have to continue this. Into football season. Into football season. And really, for the rest of our lives, right? Well, yes, of course. <laughs> I feel. I mean, has your have your lives been better these last two weeks? Oh yeah, <laughs> especially my mental. <laughs> your Chandler's mm-hmm. mentals are in a good place. My chickens are in are in a row. Your chickens are in a roost. Yeah, and everything's going great. Uh, everything but our pools have been going fantastic. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm excited to see how things go when we do another <laughs> pool. <laughs> All right, so we are. Not this weekend, but next weekend is the Preakness, right? Uh, well, it's definitely the PGA Championship. We might have two pools in one week. Oh, my CJ, God. We can't even keep up with one. CJ, pretend like I'm Troy and just do everything I say and look up the dates for the Preakness and the PGA Championship. See, look at that. I mean, what a... I'll do it. Thank you, Shirley. We're doing a live radio show. And this guy is so loyal to one guy and not the team. And it just so happens to be our boss. Yeah. And it's quite disgusting, I got to say. All right. The Preakness is on May 21st. May 21st, says Shirley Rhodes. And that is going to be next weekend. When's the PGA Championship? Uh, Hold on one second. Guys, girls, you know what's going on here? should be the weekend of the 21st. I know. Uh, Hold on. I think it starts the 19th. CJ, no. CJ, please let Shirley do her job. 19th through the 22nd. You take this segment off. You've been what? working hard today having backdoor meetings with Troy D. Are you gonna tell me, why, why are you going to tell CJ to tell me to do my job and then you haul off and spit out the dates? I'm guessing. Oh. So what are the dates? I don't know yet. I'm getting to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way he said it. I was like, uh, excuse you. I was listening to... The encore edition of Friday's show of PRL. We were talking to Mark Greenhouse, Greeny, and I think he said it's May the nineteenth through the twenty second. Guys, we have two different pools we got to do next week. Let's do it simultaneously. 
Who's going to be con- the commissioner? For- I am going to be the commissioner of none of them. I'll do golf. Do you- I got to figure out the rules though. Is Mully in? He look. No, Mully's not in. Mully's not in. For what? Golf. Because I want to do the same rules we did last time, but I'll switch it up uh, a little bit. Well, see, I thought we were talking at the beginning of the show of Mully being the commissioner for the next golf pool. <laughs> and I'm I'm down for that. But that's when CJ was like, <sighs> what? All right, we'll talk to Mully later this week. As far as the horses go, CJ is going to be the commissioner for that. <laughs> yep you are you are you were appointed by your boss by your That's right by your commissioner troy dreyfus today so you are the commissioner of the preakness pool so get your rules ready and Don't have them set have them set and we need to have a winner when it's done not this bs like today which uh i feel like i did a good job arguing my point at one point earlier today chandler said i should have won but then I think you heard other evidence and realized yeah. maybe I shouldn't have won. All right. Well, we got all that figured out. Let's talk some football. Mike Houston, ECU head football coach, joins us when we return. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to get to and a lot of football talk on the way. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Lathan, uh, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank, located on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Enjoyed talking to our guys inside the Players' Lounge. C.J. Mayhew coming off the AAC Pitcher of the Week performance had nine no-hit innings. And East Carolina's win Friday against Memphis also talked to Zach Agnos, Ryder Giles, and Bryson Worrell inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Now it's time to switch gears and talk some Pirate football with the head coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston, joining Troy D and I inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coach, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing good. Good to see you again, Coach. Uh, fired up September 3rd, 2022. Dowdy Ficklin Stadium open up the season against NC State. No, you got to be fired up about that. Could be a yeah. top ten team coming into Greenville. Yeah, I mean they're they're talking about the college football playoff. Uh, we're talking about the highest preseason ranking in school history. Uh, you know they they have high expectations there, so it should be a great matchup. Be good to have fifty one thousand uh, you know enthusiastic Pirates there to greet them. That'd be awesome. I always ask you this: What are your expectations going into the season? Well right now to beat nc state <laughs> that's that's it so uh now we're excited this one's gonna be a lot different than your 
first and last meeting at NC oh, State. Yeah. Uh, and I was talking to. I tried to forget that one. Yeah. I was talking to NC State's IGO, Corey Smith, who right. works for uh, Pack Pride. And he said both teams are going to look a lot different. And, and this is the strongest each team has been in a battle in a long time in the series where you have built yeah. up your roster. And as you said, Dave Doran's got it going too. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've done a good job over there. And he's, you know, I don't know how long has he been there now? 10 years or so? It's been there a while. Yeah, he's one of the. Long I mean, you're in year what four now? Getting ready to start year four. Yeah, I mean, time flies. It does. It's been a been a rough ride there for a first <laughs> was, couple of years. I was, uh, you know, I get on social media and these memories pop up, and yeah. it was like one of your first. I was like, man, has it been like three, four years yeah. already? So, I mean, that was like two studios ago we've remodeled. Yeah. So well, I just remember you had the uh, your little, your kickoff deal down there uh, at the Hill first year. Yeah. Oh yeah, I meant to tell you that is back. By the way, it's back. For okay. September 1st, Thursday night, we're moving it to All the right. State Theater, the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party, presented by Bud Light. And we'd love to have you start the kickoff the well, party th- for Thursday us. night, we can make that work. All right. That's a, that sounds like, hey, another guest appearance yeah. by Coach Mike <laughs> Houston. No, it was great. We had a lot of fun. No, it was with good. Uh, and I know so your, your wife was able to attend yep. and some friends and stuff. It was a great time. I was going to actually, I meant to tell you that ahead of time that we're bringing that back. So we, That's good. It's good, good deal. You know, it, 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 I mean, I, we joke around and kid around, but it is. I mean, it's there's a lot of excitement about the program. Again, you know, we've got a, a veteran roster now, a lot of returning players. Uh, we're going to be a good football team. Now we got a tough schedule. I mean, that's that's a tough that's a tough opener, but it's going to be a great matchup. And uh, you know they're going to, they're going to have a, a good squad. They're going to bring in here, so it should just be a real exciting way to start the season. We ran a audio cut of you online promoting that you'd be on today, and it was from a few years ago. It was probably from your first season, right? And uh, talking about we're going to turn this thing around, and it's going to happen. And when it does, you know, look out, and the stadium's going to be rocking. Um, really, kind of now, three four years later. You've kind of delivered on what you promised. I mean, this thing is turning around. People can sense it. They've seen the, you know, success on the field. And I know right. you're not there yet. You're not where. Hey, okay, we're we're done. The job's never no, done, no, no. as you know. Uh-huh. But it's definitely light years from where what you inherited. Oh, um, there's there's no doubt. You've got to feel a lot better about where you are now versus where you started, as far as just the the whole condition of the program. Well, everybody forgot that. I told I told everybody it's going to take a little while now. You, know, you did tell me three years. Yep. Well, I mean, it, but, you said don't and, do anything. <laughs> Give me three years, no matter what. <laughs> well, the, and the reason why is you got to get in there and you got to build your roster. Uh, that and that's it. And that's you know now we sit here, we have tremendous depth on the offensive line and defensive line. I mean, yeah, we shouldn't have that that first year, right? Uh, we have experienced guys. We have guys that know the schemes. You know, we've got you know I, I think two of the best running backs, if not the best running backs in this league. Uh, you have an experienced veteran quarterback uh, who's a proven winner. Uh, you have an outstanding number two right there with him. Uh, you, you know, you, your, your receivers, we've been able to address that this spring. So you've got a good group of, uh, of weapons, tight ends, wide receivers. You know, defensively, your, your, your secondary is very experienced. So you're sitting here all of a sudden that, you know, you're talking about, you know, having a, a roster that's really in, in, in very good shape for the foreseeable future. And so that's that's why you're so excited about the about the season and the program. Not only the guys that you've brought in, but now they know your system. You know, <clears throat> right. they, they know uh, the playbook, so to speak. They, right. they understand what the culture's all about. I was about to say, that's the big thing. They know, I mean, they're going to, sh- they're off for a couple of weeks right now. You know, we have a, a team meeting on May 22nd. We start workouts again May 23rd. The one thing I know on May 23rd is they're going to work hard. They're going to compete. You know, they understand, you know, all those culture of things that we were trying to build that first year or so. 
Mike Houston joining us, and, and you talked about the schedule a moment ago. Have you ever been a part of a schedule where you opened up four in a row at home? No, I, I like it. Now, you know, we're probably going to destroy the economy at Atlantic <laughs> Beach uh, in the month of September because, uh, you know, every, every weekend we got a home game, but uh, I like it. You know, no, no bus rides, no travel. I know exactly where I'm going to be sleeping on Friday night. You know, each of those first four weekends. For, I mean, for you guys, you got to play the games every weekend anyway. Yeah, whether they're here or somewhere yeah, else, it's, it's actually easier on, on the team. Oh, I think no it's doubt. going to be, in many ways, ironically harder on the fans by yeah. having four back. Well, Troy's I already. Mean, I hope you're getting ready for four I, straight I mean, tailgates. You, well, you had better be in shape when September third. I've gets begun here, my training. A month um, long. It really starts Memorial Day weekend for me <laughs> when I get into uh, really game mode. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot if you take it. You know, if you tailgate and you do everything and all the events and everything else around pirate football the free boot fridays our kickoff yeah. party i mean when you right. put it all together not just a game but everything around the game and leading up to the game uh it's it's especially in greenville it's going to be some busy weekends and yeah. uh, it's going to take a toll what did i say clip if i make it to uh october without this killing me i'll be a very happy huge accomplishment yeah, yeah. Well, and you've got two stretches where you have back-to-back road games but at least you don't have like three in a row well I, I really appreciate whoever scheduled that uh, late october trip to provo utah <laughs> you know they're they're, they're going to be top 25 also and uh, really a, a great football program and it's a you know you get them stuck right there between ucf and cincinnati hmm. uh, it's gonna be a tough stretch right there yeah the uh the schedule is not uh it's not cupcake no, it's not. But like I said, we've got a we we got a good football team, so it's going to be exciting. Let's talk about uh, a big event coming up this Thursday. We've been I've been banging the drum on this thing forever. It looks like I'm not saying it's a reality, but the reality that it is now going to um, go public and happen, right. and the, the fundraising for it, and the reality that it could become a reality is starting, and that is the indoor facility. Not just for football, but really for this whole university and the right. department. Obviously, football, I think, needs to have priority in there. But it's going to be announced this week, officially, yeah. the fundraising campaign to kick off the brand-new East Carolina Athletic Department indoor athletic facility. Yeah, we're, we're excited. So, we've, you know, we've got a lot of great momentum already with some of our donors. Um, you know, we just need, we need everybody involved, uh, no matter how much, you know, they can be. Because um, it's and it's going to cost probably you know in the neighborhood of twenty million is is what I feel. There are people that think it'll be less than that, but uh, I'm just not. Uh, I think it's going to cost about that. And, and this has to be done. I was talking with some ECU officials about this last week. Unlike other projects that uh, could use state money or you could finance, this project has to be raised privately, is my understanding, right. and also will need to be paid for before they even break ground. Well, so you've got to have, yeah, you've you've gotta gotta have, have the financing a, in place. Yeah, you got to have everything in the, place, the commitments and all that stuff. So so the, the uh, ramp up to this is, is real. Like the, yeah. It can't be, hey, yeah, I'll donate, but here's my, I'm going to split it up for 10 years. It's something that, right. that you kind of need now, right? Right. And, and, and that's why it has been a little slow to announce it uh you know the pirate club's been actively fundraising for it all year right so that's why i say we've got a lot of commitments already and and really excited about uh, the momentum we have for it now this is going next to the uh practice field is my understanding yeah right right next to the uh turf football practice field right there so and that's currently like being used i think a lot by lacrosse well there's an auxiliary turf field there right now they're going to move that field somewhere else okay uh, and then, and, you know, the, the practice facility will hook on to the rest of our practice facility, you know, that way. So you'll have an indoor facility, you'll have your turf field, right. and then you'll have your grass, grass fields. fields. And then, you know, they got the bay doors on the side so that, you know, if you have some of the pop-up thunderstorms, you can kind of go in and out, yep. you know, it doesn't disrupt practice. 
Um, it'll be climate controlled. I mean, it's, it's going to be the real deal. How big is, is that really the missing piece to this program? And, and how important is it to have this facility built? Oh, it's huge. I mean, there's only two FBS schools in the entire southeast region that don't have an indoor practice facility, and that's us and UNC Charlotte. I mean, everybody else is either building one right now. You know, Georgia Southern's building one. Coastal's building one. Liberty has a very nice one. Um, you know, all, all of course, all the ACC schools have one. So it's, uh, you know, we're a little bit behind without the facility. Yeah. Um, you know, once you get the facility, I feel really good about uh, everything we have. I mean, it's, you know, we have we have facilities to recruit to, recruit to once you uh, get this indoor finished. I was going to ask, is it more about the practicality of it, having it in eastern North Carolina with all the storms, or is it more about recruiting and keeping both. up with it? Yeah, It's both. Yeah. I mean, you, obviously the vital thing, you know, from my seat most of the time is that, you know, right now if we get a lightning storm in season, you know, you're trying to go inside in Minji's if volleyball's not practicing, if basketball's not practicing, um, you know, and of course, those are their courts, so I mean, they take priority. Uh, if they're practicing, you know, you lose the practice because you know you, you have to squeeze practice in between class schedules and other things. So uh, you know, you're pretty locked into what window you have the the players. So it's uh, it's definitely a necessity from a, a practice standpoint. Um, you know, other other reasons, you know, like during preseason camp, you know, we do walkthroughs in the evenings, hot, humid. The kids have practiced, been working out all day. It would be nice to be able to take them in a little bit more of a controlled environment instead of having, you know, it's fine one or two days, but you do it for 25 days. I mean, it takes a toll on your body as far as, you know, ramping up for your opening game. So, um, you know, a lot of that stuff. And then the recruiting piece. I mean, it's, you know, people use this against us that sure. we don't have a facility right now. And, and we were talking, Coach, out there, uh, NFL Pro Day that that would have been a perfect day to have an indoor facility it was kind of no overcast doubt. it was very cold a little dreary no doubt and th- that would have been the time okay let's move this indoor and not have to worry about the controlled environment for correct the kids. and it's better for them too correct for especially on a pro day situation right. like that um once again talking to ecu head football coach mike houston as he joins us here in studio live on uh, pirate radio pirates kick off the season september 3rd here in greenville against nc state coach houston going into his fourth season now leading this pirate program uh we talked about improving the facilities that's going to be some exciting news to come out later today uh the arms race though never ends in college football and now the new wild wild west in my opinion is what is referred to as the nil the name image likeness which got approved about this time last year by the ncaa and i remember talking about this early on because we were one of the first people to do an nil deal with with, uh players and i said this is going to become basically legalized you know what, what uh, pay to play basically well, and it's it's really kind of i said they're going to weaponize this right. for recruiting and that's exactly what has happened you, you've seen right. schools now that have used this this is their recruiting tool you come here we'll pay you right. x amount of dollars it is really kind of i don't want to say gotten out of hand but i guess it's, oh, been it's, good. it's getting out of hand quickly <laughs> but it's been great for the players that are benefiting from it but not all players are but it, it is the the whole in just a year it has just gone crazy with this NIL yeah. stuff. And how do schools like East Carolina compete when you see these big schools paying players tens of thousands of dollars just to be on or the more. roster? Yeah. How, how, or, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't, it's the, at the top of the college football world, it's gotten completely out of hand. I mean, I'm, I am, as we were talking before we came in here, 
we have to find ways to better financially support the players uh, more so than what we've been able to do. And, uh, you know, I've always been an advocate for that. But, you know, this stuff where it's, it's getting completely out of whack, I mean, I just – I wished someone with some common sense would have said, hey, let's find a way to help all the players uh, equally. You yeah. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. It should have written maybe like a cap on it, like the yeah. like the cost of attendance has a cap on it. <clears throat> right. You know, like, hey, I'm all for it too, help, but maybe – Help us increase cost of attendance. Do something like that. But it's – and there's no way they're putting the rabbit back in the hat. I mean, it's, yeah, it's out what, there now. That's so. what I was going to say. That's the, the horse has left the barn, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So it's the ship has sailed. You know, eventually I think it'll end up being some kind of a semi pro model. Uh, I don't know, but I don't know how many years that's going to be. But I, it's just, it's nuts. But this is another thing you have to compete against. We have it to. used to just be going up against, uh, they they recruit against you with facilities right. or this or that or the region or it's not big, Greenville's not big enough or all the, you know, they try negative right. recruit against you. Now it's this, this once again, has been weaponized as a recruiting tool, right. good or bad, I guess. Well, and, you know, we have to find ways to support our players with this. Um, and that's, you know, I want our alums to get behind this. And, and I, I nor anybody else has expectations of doing what some of these schools are doing. But if we can help our players with some NIL deals, everyone will benefit. Uh, you know, and it's, you know, businesses using them for advertisement, uh, you know, just whatever level donor being able to, you know, support some kind of collective or whatever. I mean, I, there's lots of ways to get involved, but, you know, schools that we recruit against are actively doing nil deals uh we've got to get uh you know get our stuff going i saw your line from the igo article where you said you know guys are coming in asking you hey what what yep. nil deals you got lined up yep and uh, I, and, and we and we're not using it in any way in recruiting or anything like that um you know that's you know there's there are rules that are allegedly in place um they've they better start enforcing them right because if they if they don't start enforcing the rules you're going to have an even wilder wild wild west uh but uh you know it's it's one of those things where you you can't use it as an enticement at all what do you think about the state of college football right now as you see it as a division one head coach and you look at the future of college football where where do you see things i'm concerned i just i think there's no leadership you know there's nobody that's you know a strong leader for everyone uh and that's i think that's concerning to everybody sitting in my chair how would you fix it if you were commissioner of college football? What would you do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You have to figure out some way to ha- have some kind of accountability and some kind of governance for everybody. You know, like I said, un- until somebody cracks down on one of these schools that are using this as a recruiting tool, that are you know actively involved in it, until somebody cracks down on somebody, you know, there's there's no accountability right now. Why don't we take a break? Uh, we've got Coach Houston here with us. We're going to continue to talk ECU Pirate football for the hour. We'll wrap up uh, spring ball. We'll take a look ahead towards the summer workouts and the fall season coming up. We'll talk a little roster management, uh, some of the new guys, new faces clip that uh, Pirate fans may not be aware of. Got a giveaway as well, Troy D. We'll do that at the end of next segment. So stay tuned. A lot more with Coach Mike Houston when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. You're listening to our live edition here on Monday. Coming up at 6 o'clock, the Brian Bailey Show. Uh, we talked about it last week. Tom McClellan, who has been here a long time, Troy D., uh, will be leaving his role at East Carolina, taking on a, a new opportunity out there. And uh, did a little walk down memory lane with Brian Bailey on the Brian Bailey Show earlier today at noon. And we heard from couple of former pirate football coaches ruffin mcneil and skip holt so it was a really cool show yeah uh, if you missed it you can check it out at six o'clock coach houston you uh we're going to be a part of that but you had a prior engagement right? yeah i had a speaking engagement today so i couldn't uh, participate but i made sure brian uh let tom know so exc- excited for tom in the next uh, next part of his uh, journey and he's uh he's done an awesome job i've uh, been great to work with and uh skip holtz on that show undefeated in the usfl coach have you watched any of the pro league i have not on? i have I not have either not. So. troy d it, uh, i've watched a little bit of it <laughs> and when i have it seems like skip's on actually but uh he said he has his falls available that's right and he's never been able to tailgate so we're gonna invite skip down and come see some pirate football from the other That'll perspective and let him tailgate a little bit. And I tell you what, every time we do this clip and we have like the former players back that right. never get to tailgate, they like fall. They're like, oh my God, I had no idea what we're missing. <laughs> this right. is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, Ed Watkins can't wait to get back here again. My wife tells me it's pretty good. So. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't get to tailgate. Yeah, you don't get to watch college games. It's kind of like, day. I guess, if you were a kid at Christmas, except you're Santa Claus, so you don't get to participate at all other than giving stuff away. But like, if you were on the other side of Christmas, like, the kid that receiving the gifts right you don't ever get to receive the gifts you just no, have but, to provide you them. know we uh, we obviously have a great tailgating scene uh, yeah for our game so that's that's why i say those first four weekends i'll tell you what you better be in shape now i know uh, no kidding or you'll crawl you better, you'll crawl into october you better have your mind body <laughs> in uh soul right there's no doubt it's gonna be a long stretch we right talked to you i've before, never done anything like that yeah, before before every game we talked to you on the pregame tailgate you're going to sound a lot different September 3rd uh, compared to September 24th. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's four, that's four big ones, though. Cliff, no. we've had back-to-back game home games before. I think right. one year we had three, I think we've and had it three. about killed me yeah. the year we had three. Four, could, could it could be it, Coach, and if it is, I just want to say it was great knowing you. I enjoyed working with you and your program, and I wish you all the best. Um, all right, let's talk about – God, where do we want to go from here? Um Let's go Green, Greenville Armada. Yes. Okay. Let's it's our because first that's Armada tomorrow. Yeah. So you've got uh, a new basketball coach that you're touring with. Yep. Uh, you're giving. You've got a speaking engagement here in Greenville. So folks that want to interact in person, I think it's twenty bucks. You get dinner included, and it's uh, here in Greenville. Probably need to go ahead and RSVP now. Yeah. If you haven't done so, uh, how are the Armada Armadas going? What do fans want to hear well, about? Tomorrow, tomorrow's the first. Oh, it's the very first one. Tomorrow's the okay, first so one. Okay. So what will you be speak. talking about? 
And uh, have you met the new basketball coach and your thoughts on him? So um, Mike and I have texted back and forth a lot. He's been you know pretty busy, and I've been pretty busy. We haven't met in person yet, so tomorrow will yeah. be the first time we meet in person. But uh, got yeah, Mike excited, and Mike on excited, the right. Excited to have him on board. But yeah, just state of the program. Uh, a lot of the same things we're talking about today. Uh, you know, just excitement about the season. The you know the the opener against state. Uh, you know the 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 home slate. You got seven home games next year, so just that kind of stuff. Kenny wanted to know on our Facebook live feed. We talked about this before we went on the air, coach, and I was asking about you know what you get if you get any breaks this summer around July fourth. What do you have planned? He wanted to know uh, if you do have any downtime during summer. What's your favorite place to go when you uh, get a chance to get away? Uh, Isle of Palms, South Carolina. That's the go-to. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. That's uh, that's kind of our home base. So. Uh, that's where you know when I get when I get done with this coaching gig, that's where you'll be able to find me. That's where you'll that's where you'd like to retire to. Yes. All right. Yeah. When are you retiring? Uh, not anytime soon. Okay, just check. The, the, the thirteen year old, the nine year old, keep you working and, for a little while. And, and my wife's affinity for uh, TJ Maxx, I understand, is going to keep me in, in try, trying to be gamefully employed. At least she gets for a good while. value at TJ Maxx. Could yeah. be a lot worse, coach. Nah, she spends a lot of time in there. <laughs> um. All right. Well, who are some of the players we should look out for this year? You know, we got some great returning guys, but there's a lot of new guys that are on this roster too. Let's let's talk about some of the new names that Pirate fans may not be familiar with that are going to be seeing action that you expect to see um, as playmakers this year the, for fans to keep an eye on. And hey, remember these names? Who would they be? Well, I mean, I think a couple of the newest names are Isaiah Winstead, uh, transfer receiver from Toledo. Uh, and uh, Jarrett Garner, uh, transfer wide out from Duke. Uh, Jalen Johnson, you know, everybody kind of heard his name throughout spring practice, even though he was, uh, you know, a little nicked up, you know, through part of the spring. But, you know, our, those are our two newest Pirates. Uh, you know, both kids, you know, have great length. They're 6'3", 6'4", uh, really good speed, experienced guys. You know, they're going to come in and make an immediate impact. Playmakers. Us. Yeah. I mean, that's we have some, some young returning receivers. They're going to be great, you know, great guys to come in and be, you know, leaders, uh, experienced players, uh, really, you know, help that room uh, play at the level we need it to. All right. Where, all, what about on the defensive side? Um, well, I mean, we got most of them back. You know, J-Mac and uh, uh, a couple of the seniors that graduated, uh, you know, are gone. But, uh, you know, just about everybody on that side of the ball, uh, you know, everybody knows them. You know, mm-hmm. Xavier and Miles inside. Uh, inside linebacker position, you know Gerard and Jaira, uh, you know at the at that outside backer in a safety position, um, you know Jawan Powell in the secondary, Julius Wood in the secondary, uh, Malik Fleming at corner, uh, Demille Hickman had a great spring at corner. So you know a lot of those guys are known commodities. Our, our D line, uh, you know we played them all in 2020, and we talked about you know the the difficulties of playing true freshmen. Well that, now they got. Now they got a couple of years of experience under their belt. They're still young, right? But they're experienced. So excited about uh, you know we're going to rotate you know nine ten players there on the defensive front. Yeah, yeah that was my question. How many do you feel comfortable with playing on the D line? A lot. You, you double digits, just about a lot. That's yeah. great. I mean, and, it's, and and the thing is, you know, that first year, I don't know if you remember, uh, you know, those guys were playing ninety five snaps a game, and they just they can't go that long, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Alex, I mean, he he played ninety plus snaps every week. Uh, you know, if if you can play them, you know, fifty snaps, mm-hmm. 45, 50 snaps, keep them fresh. They stay fresh. They can play at a very high level. Uh, they're going to be much more productive. Uh, 
and so that's uh, that's really you, the key up front. You talked earlier about having some depth on that O line, yeah, and, and that is so important too because oh, no they're doubt. kind of the unsung heroes. The more protection you have, and that's always been an Achilles' heel, I feel for us here at, at East Carolina is just kind of trying to find those guys on the, on the O line and having depth there. It hasn't been something that's been easy to come no. by, but if you have it, boy, being able to give Holton that extra second or right. two makes all the difference. Being able to open up those gaps for the running backs, right. I mean, it, it really can make you or break you. So, what's your expectation with those guys this year? Well, this is by far the best offensive line we've had. Uh, I feel very good, too deep, uh, you know, with guys that I feel like are, are starting caliber uh, linemen in this league. And, you know, we have some new faces, Justin Red and Ben Johnson coming in here uh, as, uh, as transfers, and then they're going to compete for playing time immediately. But then you've got all the guys that played last year. You know, Noah Henderson is an experienced veteran guy that's played at a very high level. Avery Jones, an experienced, uh, you know, guy that's played at a very high level uh nashad strother had a really really strong spring uh, isaiah foot had a strong spring uh you got bailey and uh, a couple of the other guys coming off of uh, some surgeries in the off season so you know we have a, a group where it's you know you're not just one deep yeah, you uh, mentioned the front. earlier on defense trying to get those guys 50 to 60 snaps, keeping them fresh, rotating guys in. How do you manage that on the offensive side? Is it the same philosophy or is it harder to well, do that? You know, you, you play, it's probably they, they play a little bit higher uh, rep count on the offensive line. Uh, but, you know, certainly we're going to have tremendous, tremendous competition. And, you know, the thing that's really gotten us the last couple of years has been injuries. And so at least now, if you have an injury, you know, it doesn't just decimate, uh, you know, your front. Kaziah Everett's a guy you brought in when you, you uh, recruited all those defensive linemen. He's made the switch to the offensive side, and yeah. we've seen some of those position switches work out for you. Uh, what's your philosophy on those? Is that usually coach-driven? Is it a player meeting with you? And then talk about the, the position switches that we see each and every it, year. It, it could be either. Uh, and really it's, you know, and that's, that's part of the, you know, trying to figure out how to get guys on the field. You know, and that's it. It's how can how can guys get on the field and maximize you know their eligibility, maximize their potential? Uh, and for Kazai, you know, it was just it was purely a fact of he was not going to play defensively, and so he's made the switch to offensive line. He had a good spring this spring. He's learning how to snap right now. Um, you know, he'll be a guy that will play for us in time. It may be another year. He may be you know a, a quality backup this year, and it may be another year before he plays a lot. Uh, but you know, certainly he's a, he's a very popular kid in the locker room. He's an important part of our team, and we want to find a way to you know to to get him on the field. We we talked earlier about you know NIL and how that's changing the face of college football. I think the other big development over the past <clears throat> few years has just been how hot the transfer portal has become, yeah. and that's become a factor. And I you know really honestly, kind of it goes it's pro, good and bad in many right. ways. You can you've been able to use it to your advantage and right. bring new guys in. And let's be honest, sometimes a program a guy comes and may not be a right fit. Right. Uh, it just may not be perfect, and, and they they can then use the transfer portal to have another opportunity somewhere right. else. So, it, you know, it flows both ways. It's not right. all, you know, a lot of people want to just bash it, but it's not all bad, right? No, and it's it's been probably more of a positive than a negative for us. Um, and my only concern with kids when they do uh, enter the portal is just making sure they find somewhere to go, you know, because I, it's, it's a black hole now. There's a lot of players that go in there that never play again. And uh, so we really, you know, we're in a lot of conversations with guys when they're, you know, looking to go somewhere where they have a chance to play more, you know, looking for a, you know, a place where, you know, that's a little bit better fit, uh, you know, for, for their ability level. Uh, we really try to 
help them find somewhere where they'll have an opportunity to be on scholarship and a chance to play when you have guys that want to leave early to go to the nfl and, and you know we think the world of tyler sneed yeah. and stuff but and it, something could still happen with it yeah. but if it doesn't you look back at that going i wish he had stayed here one more year continue to develop you know when will that be used as far as other guys that want to go out early saying hey maybe the best thing is you finish your career here and then go on well what we try to do is you know we have a lot of contacts with the nfl and so you know we'll do a draft evaluation where we you know we send a kid's name in the nfl do a draft eval on them you know we did one for holton last year uh we've a lot of you know scouts uh some people in uh, scouting departments in the in the front office We'll use all those people to help educate players if they're thinking about making a decision. Um, I'll give them my opinion, but you know, really, we rely on the NFL to help us. Mm-hmm. You know, give them a, a great evaluation, and you know, if they if they choose not to listen to that, then that's that's when they're kind of on their own. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 honestly it's played out about like I thought it would mm-hmm. uh, with with J Mac and Tyler, and you know. I thought they both should have stayed, but that's my personal opinion. They've got to do what they think is best for their life. Right. We all do. We all make decisions for our life. Once they made that decision, I fully support them. This is a a kind of a related question to that. Should the NCAA, speaking of NCAA, and there's so much that's screwed up with the NCAA, but should they allow players that like them that say, okay, we're going to try and, and go pro, but don't get picked up to be able to come back if they don't get signed and they don't go pro? I wish they would find a better way to allow it, you know, because now once they sign with an agent, they're done. So as soon as Tyler signed with an agent. But see, that's the funny thing about this now, because all these players now through the NIL have advisors. They They don't call them agents, but guess what they turn into? So it's just a backdoor way. It's like like it's becoming archaic. I I mean, listen, I know a lot of these guys. They they have advisors now. Yep. When they're in school, the second they're out of school, that advisor becomes, guess what? It had changed his title. Oh well, they're they're an agent now, you right. know. So it really it really is kind of silly. A lot of these rules, I think, that the NCAA has. Like I said earlier, we we need we need some leadership. Yeah, Josh with a question, and this is a popular one, Coach. Uh, but he's asking, do you envision using Keaton Mitchell and Raji Harris in the backfield at the same time this fall? Any any formations with those guys, those playmakers on the field at the same time? We'd like to, yeah. Uh, we, we did it a little bit last year. We'd like to do it more this year. I think with those two and with you know our tight end room, you know, with with the quality depth we have there, I think you can get in a lot of different personnel groupings with all of those guys uh, together. Um, you know, the big thing right now is you know we need a we need somebody to step up and be that third back. Uh, you know, where we tried to you know really push pop this spring. Uh, to try to bring him along, uh, he's got to continue to improve because, you know, it's it, 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 we're very fortunate to have two quality running backs. But uh, you know, the wear and tear on those two backs, you know, throughout the course of the season, uh, we're going to have to have a third back. And I credit the conditioning, the health of those two guys, and the way you use those backs that they were able to make it through the well, whole year with basically just them two playing. They were they were beat up by the end of the year. I mean, it's they're both really, really good players, and they both are. I mean, I love them. They're you. I, I wish I could clone them. Saw Rajay doing a camp yeah. uh, with kids yeah. this mm-hmm. weekend. Keaton's been out there. They they seem like really, really they're, good. They're dudes. just quality human beings in yeah. addition to being, you know, outstanding players. Got summer workouts coming up. Uh, how important is that to the 
what you got well, overall that's, program that's the next piece now what what do you have in store is anything different this year versus yeah. like what y'all did last year so one good rule change is that we're able to you know actually do more football stuff with them coaching staff wise this summer so uh you know we'll it'll be a combination in the month of june of you know lifting and running with uh you know coach coach williams and his strength staff uh and a couple of hours a week uh you know in the film room and on the field uh basically kind of practicing um you know so we'll do install throughout the month of june uh then july is all you know coach big john and his staff what's your favorite time of year to actually coach just straight up coaching not recruiting not the job is is it coaching spring ball is it coaching in the summer is it coaching in season when do you really enjoy the most uh, you like all of it i mean that's there's nothing like the fall though i mean you're preparing for games and you know putting the game plans together and coaching the kids and then seeing them you know seeing them perform on game day you know certainly that's the highlight but uh but you love all of it you know i love spring practice the, the players don't love it as much as, as as the coaches do but uh you know it's 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 always enjoyable anytime you're out there how if you had plenty of time to evaluate the tape on spring and i don't want to get into you know who won the spring game and it was a tie <laughs> it did it perfect yeah <laughs> that's how you probably would yeah. prefer it that way how, but how much progress do you think was made this spring oh a ton i mean it's we actually look like a football team i mean it's you look at first year. I was just trying to get them to hit somebody. You know, it's yeah. we were we were slow and non physical, so uh, we look like a football team this spring. Holt Naylor's obviously going to get a lot of the attention. Right, uh, he's coming in for his final season. Yep. This is his swan song. He's a local kid. We all know his story very well. Yep, uh, a fan favorite, if you will, and, and a chance for him to really elevate his right reputation, his game <laughs> as he hopes to make it to the next level. This year is very important for him. Uh, after the and, and knock on wood, let's hope everything stays healthy. As an incredible year right. that, that we all envision, um, next season the torch will be passed yeah. to someone else. Uh, obviously, things can change, and you know we'll see who's competing at the time. But it seems like Garcia is obviously the leader in the clubhouse. There's no like doubt. To say how many years? I just want to clarify because I talked with Donnie Kirkpatrick about this. I want to clarify how many years he has after this season to play because Donnie made it sound like he's got three years left. He's got. Th- He's got three years, um, you know. So if so, if he redshirts this fall, then he'll have three years after that. So, uh, so if he plays in more than four games this fall, then he'll have two years after that. I know this is kind of a what if, but if everything's going great with Holton and he gets a little bit of experience, would you rather not let him go past that four game mark so you can redshirt him and get an extra year so he could have three years remaining? Uh, there's pluses and minuses to both. I mean. I'll, I'll tell you, if if he's the starter here for two years and plays at the ability level that I think he's got a chance to play at, uh, he's going to be he's going to be in the NFL. So I don't. Who knows? But I, we're going to do what's best for Mason. We're going to do what's best for our football program. Um, you know, he and I are going to sit down and talk about that some this summer because he's really torn too. I mean, he part of him says, you know, I really want to play, uh, and you can play both of them. Uh, and part of him says, you know, I really want to try to redshirt. So I really want to just give him some time to talk through this this summer. He sees the value in each, too. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. And there is value in each. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you could play him in some different situations all throughout the season, and he's going to gain a ton of experience. Right. And there's lots of pluses for that. Right. You know, because his first game is going to be at Michigan in the big house. Yeah, I didn't I think mean, about that. What a wild uh, coming yeah. out party. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, he better be ready to go. Yeah, uh, but and he is he's improved so much. He had a great spring. 
and really his class that was you know that was the the first you know big recruiting class that we had because uh, we you know we had a full year to recruit them uh, and that that group is extremely talented coach uh, at 521 uh, ncaa.org put out uh, that D1 Board of Directors has issued name, image, and likeness guidance to schools. Yeah. So oh, they must okay. have been listening to our show, Coach. Well, I, I can't wait <laughs> until they actually enforce yes, the guidance right. because yeah. what good is it to have rules if you don't have Nobody's. any enforcement? Correct. There has to be accountability. I have yet to read uh, through this yet. What the guidance is? There will be violations, and it talks about violations occurring prior to May 9th and how they're going right. to handle those. So. Once okay. again, there so, are rules, but... All right, so the first time that they try to enforce something and whoever it is they try to enforce it with turns around and sues them, you're going to find out how much backbone they have. Well, the old joke, Troy, wasn't it? If North Carolina got in trouble, expect East Carolina to get penalized with something. So, well, and so they, are they going to really do anything yeah. to the big Well, they used to say that. if something happened to North Carolina's basketball team, look out for women's soccer is really going to get hammered <laughs> yeah, right. over there. But, uh, Coach, it's a lot like... I agree with you. If It's like having a speed limit. Right, speed limit can be sixty five. If no, if it's never enforced, right. is there a speed limit? Right. Uh, if they don't just, ever write a ticket, never enforce the rule. I hope they do, but uh, we'll see. You get another break in Troy did. Yes, sir. As we do, Shirley Rose, let's make somebody a winner right now. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, let's get the week started off right. Shirley Rose, what are we giving away today? How about a um, $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville? All right, sounds like a plan. What color are you looking for? Uh, 12. What did they have that I loved? They were like those wings and like the uh, buns? Yeah. Uh, what are those things called? The chicken tenders? Tender sandwich. Oh, tender sandwich. Those things were delicious. They are. They had the split top bun with the tender. <clears throat> Hot pro move if you get that. Wings Over. I'm a fan. They deliver. Is it a sandwich? I don't know. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> that, that it's is, got sandwich in the name. That is a sandwich. Does it have two buns or is it just a hot dog bun? Yeah. Well, it's a hot dog bun. That if, is a sandwich, though, because it's chicken. If we got time, Troy, we can ask Mike Hughes some dumb I, questions. Uh, I'd like to, and I heard some of these, and it really made me. I like the, the big chicken or 10 little chickens. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah okay. I, I wanted to answer some of these. We got Okay. Yeah. We haven't let's, asked you these yet. No, I know. Let's, right. do, let's do a round of crazy questions when we come back. All right. right. We'll do that when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. And congratulations to Jeff Dover of Greenville. Picked up a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home, Wings Over Greenville has you covered with no third party needed. Wings Over Greenville has its own in-house delivery service. And speaking of parties, celebrate graduation with Wings Over by ordering a large tray of wings, tenders, and waffle fries. And be sure to try the all-new tender sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. 
Open till 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturdays. Wingsover has everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. Wingsover Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Okay, Troy, get it out of your system. So if you need wings at 3 a.m., you can get them. Wings over. We've wings. all had times oh, where yeah. we've needed wings. <laughs> Coaching, you may need them. You never know. Some of these these night games. You get home from BYU, they'll be open. Uh, yeah. ready for you. It'll be Sunday morning. <laughs> Who won again? Jeff Dover. Oh, Jeff. I know yeah. his brother. Ben. Yeah, there it is. That never <laughs> you've, been, you've, been, you've been saving that the whole, the whole Every time. Week, right? Every time. Well, ben Dover's a great hey. guy. Before we get to non-football questions, uh, one coach real quick. Do we have a C.J. Johnson update? Is he on the roster? He, oh, he's still on the roster. He's been on the roster. Is he, he still he's, well, see, Is he, he playing in the fall? We'll see. I hope so. I really do. So there's still a chance is what absolutely. you're saying. No, no, no. Absolutely. C.J.'s, we've, we've, we meet regularly. He's working his way back. All right, there you go. When will you know, like, okay, he's done what he needs to do? Like, is there a, a, a drop-dead date like you need to decide by? Well, I mean, we're going to give him every opportunity to uh, to be with us this fall. So, fair enough. All right. Yep. On to uh, some quick non-football quick. We've been doing this, Coach. We oh. talked to the uh, baseball players every yeah. uh, Monday, and we decided after about 50 games that, hey, let's mix in some other questions other than baseball. So we got some kind of off-the-wall stuff Actually, here. some of my favorite questions. All right, so, uh, Troy, you haven't answered I this have not particular answered. set, so no. I'll ask both of you gentlemen. We'll start with this one. Would you rather fight one gorilla-sized chicken or ten chicken-sized gorillas? This one stumped me, Clip, when you first you put a lot it. of thought into this. I, but I thought about it, and I firmly have a strong decision now. I don't want to take on a gorilla-sized chicken because yeah. it would just kick your ass. I'm going to take my chances on the ten little gorillas. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Coach, you agree with that one? I guess because I feel I feel I could kick them. Like I've got strong legs, and I feel like I could use my legs to the advantage. Well, it's a bunch of beaks now. No, no, no. ten chicken-sized gorillas. Oh, okay. so they're little no, mini gorillas the size gotcha. of a chicken. So they don't have. Beaks. So you got one big beak. <laughs> yeah, correct. That could impale you. Or probably. a bunch of right. little gorillas. Correct. correct. I do the little gorillas. Yeah, I, go, I go with the little gorillas. Yeah, right. I feel like I could kick them. You like kicking a little like, poo. Yes, right. <laughs> I just go crazy and kicking. All right. That's my method. I mean, you do your own. Coach, uh, if you were to give up coaching and join the WWE, what would be your signature move? Uh, the, the elbow drop off the top rope. All right, Macho Man style. Yeah. All right. So Troy is D. this? Do you come up with your own or an you existing could, one? Uh, but. It's hard to make up a new move, yeah, so it would be... Uh, I'd probably just do the stunner. All right. The, the Troy, Troy D. D stunner. Or you could do the, well, the choke slam. Yeah. You know, the Undertaker's... Yeah, that's there available. All right. Coach, uh, 3 a.m., what's your favorite late-night munchie? <laughs> Obviously, wings over green. <laughs> Good <munchie>. answer. <laughs> yeah. What do you got, Troy D.? Bud, I'm going Alfredo's Pizza. Okay. And I know Alfredo is not out there anymore, so we'll just do pizza. But hot pizza by the slice, New York style, would be my late night go to. All right. Most of the players, I think, go for cookout. Okay. Cookout could be good too. Which leads us into the next question. What a segue. Favorite cookout milkshake? Ooh, peanut butter with Reese's cups blended in. All right. Life changing. But not peanut butter cups. Peanut peanut butter. Peanut butter milkshake. Peanut butter milkshake. Peanut butter milkshake. With peanut butter. They do it like that? Yes. At at, uh, cookout? Life changing. So a peanut butter milkshake with Reese's peanut butter cups blended in. Double wow, I'm going to try that next time. Ask for the Mike Houston. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'll go like before I went peanut butter cups like with it or Butterfinger. 
Right. You know, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to try your. So, yeah. All right. Pe- ask for it. How, tell me how to so, order it exactly. Okay. I want a peanut butter milkshake okay. with Reese's peanut butter cups blended in. Huh. Did not even know that was available. Yeah. All right. This, this one has yeah, been. I'm getting the Mike Houston special. This one's been after uh, the show. controversial today. <laughs> a country boy like CJ Mayhew and myself went one way with this. Everybody else went another way. This is way. easy. Is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter? Mayo. First of all, mayo is disgusting. And we had this discussion during the mayo bowl. It's really gross. And anything. Uh, but a peanut butter banana sandwich is fantastic. But you're missing one element to it. The honey. A peanut butter honey banana sandwich is excellent coach where are you from originally i'm from the mountains of western north carolina okay cj's from western north carolina he likes the mayo i'm from here and i mayo mayo and and banana makes me want to throw up the other one sounds kind of like a city guy you know well i'm from the city there you go fair enough he's a city slicker i am (laughs) born in chicago raised in raleigh (laughs) never seen grass until he was 15 years old. country boy by choice now yeah uh okay Coach, this was for baseball players. I have to mix it up. What coach or player snores the loudest on bus or plane rides? You got any snores? Roy Tesh. Hmm. All right. I've, whoever gets him as a roommate on the road, you're not sleeping. <laughs> Clip, I have no. Uh, if we were to do a which one of radio. your sons? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I was going to say Clip Brock would be my guess if we did a pirate radio road Probably trip. Probably not wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does pineapple belong on a pizza? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I've mushroom. Got, I've gotten it many times. Yep. All right. Great one here. Rank these buffets. So there's four to choose from. You got Chinese, breakfast, pizza, and then like your Golden Corral. How would you rank those four? Chinese. Chinese one? Yeah. All right. Troy D, what's I, on I, the top of your list? I have to go breakfast or pizza one. Uh, probably. i probably go pizza buffet first. All right. Coach, what's last on your list there? Probably like the uh, Ryan's kind of. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love the Golden Corral people. I'm friends with the founders. They're great supporters of ECU. I noticed that Coach Houston did not say anything. He said Ryan. No, no, no. Right. That's I, old school right there. I would, I would put Ryan's. <laughs> also, just because I don't eat like that anymore. Neither do you, Coach. I just can't eat that much. Chinese would be a close second for me. All right. Let me pull one from a previous week. Coach, uh, what are you afraid of? Spiders in the dark? I don't know. Spiders? Yeah. Okay. Any critters? Yeah. Troy did it. We got your answer to that, right? Yeah. What did I say? I don't remember. <laughs> I do remember answering it. I forget what it was, though. I think it wasn't even an animal. I think I feel like it was something else. Oh, lightning. Being struck by lightning, perhaps? Mm, maybe. I don't know. I am afraid of lightning. Okay. No, like I seriously like that's why, when, you, that's why you need an indoor practice facility. Yeah. No, like I I've like when the bolt like comes down, yeah. like I freak out. Like if I'm out in in the conditions, like I'll well, run if, inside. If, if it like, hits you, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you won't feel it. <laughs> Although people have survived lightning they strikes, have, coach. They have. I've, I've actually got a buddy that did. Yeah. No, wow. they've got one eye that probably looks the wrong way, but they have survived. <laughs> what hey, were the? When, uh, when, are we, when are we going to talk about the commanders? Right now, what would you like to know? I don't, are, are they are they going to field a competitive team this year? I think so. I think they will. Um, so they're not going to zero and seventeen. Swept the Cowboys two years ago. Got swept last year. I think they can split this year. Split what? Between, with the Cowboys? No, there's no chance. There's a great chance. Okay, who's your quarterback going to be? Carson Wentz. Okay. 
Uh, how's how's his <laughs> you know last couple of years been? Well, he's uh, been all right. He's uh, he's who, been okay. who is going to catch more passes from Carson Wentz, his receivers <laughs> or NFC East? DBs. Terry McLaurin will have a fine. You love sticking it to the Commander fans, don't you? They got to come up with a better name than that. That's terrible. They're always going to be the Redskins. I know. Always. The Commanders is bad. If they win, it'll be okay. If they lose, hail to the Commanders. (laughs) That's what they say, coach. They got to write some song. HTTC. Let's say when y'all. When y'all going to win something? Well, we won the division last year. Okay. Well, we won it two years ago. Uh, No. Okay. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I think we'll be okay. This is our year. This is this is the year. Yeah, Dak. This is you, the year. okay, so, coach. CD. You're starting to sound like Brian Bailey. <laughs> he is Brian. I mean, you're getting delusional now. This is the this year. is all you Cowboy fans the same. I did have a question about that though. When you watch Dallas, or even you just watch another football game, are you? How do you watch it? Do you be like, oh, what are you doing? That's a terrible call. No, I just I, I completely just watch it. Just watch it. Yeah, just to, you know. I really and I really enjoy it too. Now, do you have teams that you watch because you dislike them and you'd like to see them lose? No, like, I'll tell you. To be honest, I might I might have seen one Dallas game last year. I mean, because Sundays we're breaking it's down tough. Yeah. So, so we never see. Yeah. I never see really other college football games, and we never really see um, pro games. I, I find myself watching sports <clears throat> for teams I like, right? Obviously, and then I'll watch for teams I don't like. So, like, if Dallas. ECU's playing, obviously, when I'm watching ECU game. But then I'll, I'll watch, like, okay, if State's playing or Carolina, I'll pull for the team playing them. Right. You know, and then in the NFL, too. It's like, I, and I don't even really dislike the Cowboys. I just love giving Brian Bailey a hard oh, time. Yeah, that's wow. So, it's more, it's just, it's yeah. more about the comedy. Yeah. Getting him nah. riled up. But nothing. I nothing wish I personal. had more I could say in defense of my team, but. God, are we out of time already? We're out of this time. This hour has flown by, Clip Rock. It has. We've got a lot done on this show today. Go Pirates. <laughs> That's how we end it, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. Armada. Great to see you guys again. Armada. Armada tomorrow. Right. Then we're headed to Nags Head on uh, Wednesday for the one up there. Um, so. People can go online. Yeah, you can, can, go, see you can go online. The Pirate Club. RSVP. Yeah. I think 4.30, uh, gates open. It's are you good. going to all of them? Yeah. Wow. All right, yeah, Mike Houston, headlining them all. I got a busy this is like three your or four tour. weeks. Yeah, it's the Mike Houston football tour. <laughs> Play the hits. Yeah. Hopefully, no one comes on stage with you and like. Oh, the way up. the way they did Chappelle the other night. Right, right. That guy, yeah. boy, he got the crap or, beat out of him too. Or uh, yeah, he deserved if it. If somebody does, that, they're going to end up well, with an arm like that. Well, I'll guy. tell you what, yeah. Coach is a pretty in shape yeah. guy right here. I would, uh, I would not approach a stage unannounced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need security. I think you take care of yourself. Yeah. Enjoy the coach. Thank Thanks you, a lot, Thanks man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. We'll see you soon. See we'll you see you Thursday, Troy D. Thursday, I'll try and book Lee D for you. All right, sounds good. We'll be back with you Tuesday, three o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.